Hi, I wanted to let you know about two ways you could support the network that we don't really talk about an awful lot. If you go to duckfeed.tv slash store or to duckfeed.tv slash shirts, you can find a whole bunch of, you know, purchasables uh, at the shirts link. You can find shirts, but also mugs and uh, notebooks, things like that. Um, and at the store link, you can find premium episodes of our shows, uh, mostly abject suffering, but, uh, you know, premium stuff like Adaptation Decay and try this as well. Um, and yeah, both of those can be found at duckfeed.tv slash store or duckfeed.tv slash shirts. Just check them out. Not much is known about the mysterious creatures known as the Wendersnaven. These beguiling magical beasts are truly an enigma, even to their most dedicated hunters, but that ceases to be the case now. I can't quite put my finger on it. But there's something strange about this place. <laughs> the cauldron calling the kettle. Oh, shit, he's outside. Uh, uh, hold on, keep, keep it down, man. He might hear you. I, I'm already whispering. It's, yeah, I, I, just, I hate that guy so much. Totally. Grobnar, get our name out of your fucking mouth, son. When does Naven ain't none to fuck with? That's <laughs> just, just a joke. Hey, Sorry. Yeah. No, it, it's good, man. I, yeah. I like it. You should you should take some, man. Yeah. It, listen, so Tweedle Dipshit out there is probably gonna be looking for us for a while. Do you? Uh, should I put in the DVD? Should we watch the movie? Oh, you know I'm always down for the film. Like, yeah. Exactly. This is this is the right time to do it. Oh, yeah. man. Here, I, I got I got a pair of earbuds here. Start it. Start it now. Start it. All right. I don't have a splitter. We're gonna have to garden state it. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, change. Okay. And play. Why do they teach you to talk like this in some Panama City sailor want a hump hump bar? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. TriStar Pictures invites you to meet a truly appalling individual. He's a freak show. He's the worst person I ever met. Help! If you want to see me, you will make an appointment. Dr. Green, how can you diagnose... <sighs> I love this movie. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, at first he seems like he's a bad guy, but actually he's got a heart of gold. And you know, that, he's trying. He's, he's trying as hard as he can. Oh, and that dog... Oh, that no. dog just, even when he's eating diapers, just, just wonderful. Wonderful. He's so cute. He's so cute. Greg Kinnear, I want to get Kinnear him. And, and Helen Hunt, like, I, I mean, I don't want to be crude, but that is a lady I would like to kiss. And that is a lady I would like to hug a whole lot. Maybe get married. Uh, I, I, I almost want to yell at you for saying that because it's too good to be true. Uh, well, we can, we can both. It's as good as it gets. We can both get married. Yeah. It's just, there's enough love to go around, even though life is really hard. Uh, yeah. did, did you get your 4-H club card? You make me yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Helen Hunt, Herdal Hunt club card. Yeah, I, I've got it, but I haven't gotten any punches yet. I oh, me, me, me either. I don't have enough of her hair to make a doll just yet. Thank God. It looks like so Sing Song with Pookie Pants is gone. Uh, let's, let's get going. Pause. I don't want to miss any. We can come back later. Yeah, we can. We we're not going to be two strand boys for much longer. Mm. This winter snaven lifestyle is where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel like a troubled author.
My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro games podcast. And this week we are continuing our discussion of Neverwinter Nights 2, which is a computer role-playing game developed uh, by Obsidian and published by Atari for the PC in 2006. Yep, this is part two. We talked about generalities at length and uh, mm-hmm. the first act in the episode last week. This week we're going to be talking about act two and three, and this is where shit gets good. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to get right to it. Yes. If um, you uh, haven't listened to that first episode, um, go back and listen to it. We encourage you to do so. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense if you didn't. Right. Um, the, uh, and the police so are coming the, so that you can... <laughs> yeah, the listen police are, are coming. <laughs> the pod police. It's because we call this retro and it's not actually mm, like... Yeah, a, yeah. No, it, it's not free Donkey Kong. Game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the uh, it's the retro boys are coming to get us. The, um, so uh, the la- in the last episode, we uh, we took care of kind of the Githyanki. The Githyanki were after this shard that we're carrying around uh, because it's part of their silver sword. Yeah. Their special thing. And uh, we actually found a Githyanki Lich Queen that was kind of directing those attacks and shut her down. Yes. Um, including and- meeting a couple demons that are associated and will continue to kind of be in play. Yep. And rescuing uh, a reluctant uh, heroine named, uh, named uh, Chandra. Uh, Chandra Jero, who will have yes. this uh, connection and ultimately become very useful to us here in this uh, in this episode. This this whole act is kind of her her story. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so yeah. now uh, we've also been trying to get into the Black Lake district of uh, Neverwinter, in this place this place where the where the uh, rich folk live, um, mm-hmm. and uh, this has kind of opened up to us. Um, and uh, uh, kind of alongside getting into there, we also learned that uh, Luskin is blaming us in particular, by which I mean our PC, for the raising of this small town ember that we passed through on the way to uh, rescuing uh, uh, Chandra earlier on. Yes, uh, we, we've we destroyed the city of Ember, not poor acting and uneven pacing, <laughs> which actually destroyed the city of Ember. <laughs> the <laughs> the uh, burn... Um, after this, I'll tell you all my hot takes on the movie Nine. Oh, what? The, um, I, I don't. I don't understand the city of. Is that re- is that talking about something related to? Oh wow. Huh. It's yeah. It, it's like a children's movie from like the mid two thousands. I was uh, laughing because I thought you were talking about the poor acting and bad pacing in this game. Oh um, no no no! I was I was there's a real real burn on. Uh, even though uh, Bill Murray plays a really great disaffected mayor. Oh, in a city of Ember. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. If, I don't know if Bill Murray has been affected since uh, Groundhog yeah. Day. I think like he yeah. had a small dip toward like hopefulness and cheer in uh, the Man Who Knew Too Little, and then like ultimately since Wes Anderson abducted him, I think he's been disaffected <laughs> yeah. like terminally uh, yeah. for the past twenty years. Patty Hearsted into <laughs> apathy yeah, by the by the Anderson combined. <laughs> Um, with all the great the League of Extraordinary Andersons, PT, Wes, and uh, the the, the uh, WS or whatever. Uh, Pam. Yeah. Or was the who's the, the Resident Evil? Oh well, yeah, WS Anderson. Yeah, yeah. All, all the Andersons. I was I was making a nonsensical Pam Anderson joke. She has nothing to do with anything except she's mm. a booby lady. Is she dead? What? Is she dead? No, she's alive as fuck. Okay, <laughs> I, just, I just assumed like it seemed like the kind of person who would have died, and I just no Bor- Borat abducted her ten years ago. Oh, I forgot about the Borat abduction scene in that, that movie. Yeah, shit. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I have some affection for Borat. I think oh yeah, Bor- Borat's great. 
That's I, I've got nothing. I, I <laughs> I'm even down with the ironic quoting of Borat. At the, yeah, yeah, like it's, I, 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 it's nice. The um, <laughs> the uh, it's more than more than Luskin just saying like, hey, you 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 know, you guys were there. They're saying like, hey, you killed everyone in this village. Right, right. Um, like, the, the, uh, this village that you know was abandoned when we got there, and you know was used as kind of this ambush honeypot um, by yes. the by the by the forces of the, of the Gith who came out. Yes, and and the you know they're saying like we know this, and this is where the game like drastically shifts from being low adventure to like politics right like, this is the dm you know watching game of thrones and then coming back and being like what if this <laughs> you know because it becomes about like diplomatic immunity and shit yeah like this yeah. whole this whole thing where it's like hey according to the treaties we have set up after the events of neverwinter night one if uh you're accused of this we have to extradite extradite you uh because you were common born mm -hmm. but if we can make you nobility then it's high court and that's held over by Lord Nasher. Yes. So we need to quickly kind of gerrymander and make you become a squire. <laughs> so you can kind of, we can kind of cheat the rules because we need, we're doing this power play against this other kingdom. Right. It's like night and day, like the kind of shit you're dealing with. Yeah. You know, it's like instantly like, whoa, this is so much cooler than dealing with, you know, these two orcs tribes who hate each other for no particular reason. <laughs> you know, like this is so much stronger. Um, and so, so you uh, end up becoming a squire to uh, Sir Edmund, who's kind of a non-character. Uh, <laughs> Did that happen for you too on the City Watch? Because like it was funny with Sir Edmund as part of the uh, as the thief thieves guild. Like they had this in with him because he's this real disaffected kind of dude who will like mm -hmm. read you the right and then explain what it actually means. He, uh, it's pretty. It's played fairly straight uh, okay. for me. Like he, uh, he was very like I. I I had the option to be like, this is all bullshit, right? Yeah. You know, but I, w I was playing to my alignment and was like, oh, y'all give it a shot. You know, I was just trying to, you know, this is what it takes. I don't want to get executed by Luskin fuckos. <laughs> um, so I'm like, uh, but he, he will kind of go along with it because again, any kind of uh, central character has to have reactions that could fit into multiple alignments. Right, right. After the game, so they didn't re-record all yeah. of that dialogue. I, I, love, I loved the way that he reacted to this because it's like, ah, uh, yes, you must, you know, you must bind yourself to the service of your city. And it's like, well, if you make it look like you did that, then you're probably fine. It's, it's more or less the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a right that you have to do through the Temple of Tear where you have to go and like sit in a field, uh, a real cool field yes. uh, for, for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh and and weirdly enough, like you're supposed to do this alone, but Chandra just kind of shows up. Yeah, because <laughs> like, uh, because I was expecting Chandra to be a romance option. Yeah, like, yeah, legit. Like I was just like, oh man, like you know, there's a couple little scenes. I think that is cut. Con I couldn't find evidence of it being cut content, mm -hmm. but there there's some strong suggestions towards it. Yeah. Um. But during this time, Luskin assassins kind of attack you. Like this is their last time to get in before you get this immunity. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's kind of tricky because like Chandra visits you here. It is a gameplay consideration as well. Um, as a squishy mage character, like I am not equipped to fight like three, you know, yeah. one half over assassin and a couple of assassins, even with, you know, with my array of fireballs, mm -hmm. like, uh, they're going to rush me and stuff. And even if with, with my stone skin, this might've been before I got stone skin. Mm. Um, it was very tricky to, uh, to fight them without letting Chandra tank. Yeah. So, even with that, uh, like even with, uh, stuff like stone skin or haste, like you need to do that. The best way to do is before a fight, not during it. Uh, when yeah. you can be interrupted and stuff like concentration rules are very much in effect and they uh they poison their weapons and stuff like it mm. is it is uh it's a tough fight yeah um so uh, it's good that chandra's there yes but uh eventually you know you make it and uh you get to the the thing uh the torio who is the name of the luskin uh ambassador who's demanding your head <laughs> um you know is furious and nasher says like hey so there's gonna be a trial but that doesn't mean you win mm -hmm. you know 
like go gather evidence. Like, right. I believe you, you know, <laughs> but uh, that doesn't mean anything if you can't prove it. Um, so this is, you know, one of the highlights of the game. It really is. Is uh, go to to Port Last <laughs> and an Ember and stuff and find prove your innocence, mm-hmm. like figure out, you know, how you would do this in a way. Again, that reminds me a lot of uh, Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if you were just kind of rushing through this place on your initial, on your initial path through, like brushing people off, they will remember if you didn't help them and thus they won't do, do you any favors. Right. Very specifically, there's a character who says like, Hey, you know, all those people died in Ember. I don't know how it happened, but, uh, they're going to raise as undead unless we like actually do this funeral, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go there and do that funeral, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to attack a bunch of fucking zombies. Nope. Like nobody <laughs> attacks you. You just have to go do this chore. But if you do it. It feels like busy work when it's first applied to you, but it mm-hmm. has this later context in the trial. Yeah. Um, you know, so that person will actually testify for you mm-hmm. um, if you do it right. The um, So there's a couple of different things here. You run into a guard captain at Portlast uh, who says, yeah, here we have a witness. Yep. Like, fucko. Like, like, listen, buddy, <laughs> we have a witness. Do you understand what that means? A witness. And then brings you into this room uh, to where this kind of crying nincompoop who knows uh, Chandra. <laughs> yep. Uh, is there and Chandra's like if you have if you've been treating Chandra really really well mm-hmm. she's like listen you know my friend wouldn't do this you right, know like right. all of the kind of the way you've been treating people comes home to roost it really you does know, like in this, in this rehearsal for what happens at the end of the game almost yeah yeah, yeah. like it, it's like the, the the game is better than the first act that's on like this is <laughs> all good shit yeah um, and you you're you are introducing reasonable doubt to her when you're talking to this witness like yeah. you're like, like hey you know and if, if you have certain people so if you have sand with you He's like, there are a thousand spells that make people look like other people. Right, right. You know, like well, so Sam joined you. He's uh, he's mandatory for this because oh, yeah, he's, we, he's we, your, uh, we talked about him as an NPC. Yeah, he's your advocate. Um, yeah. You know, Nasher says like, hey, you need to like help this guy along. And Sand was pretty much the exact character that I was playing as like mm-hmm. an evocationist or a transmutationist. Um, but uh, but again, he's a he's a very good NPC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he says and he's really dismissive of the person, too. So you can temper that. Right. You know, like you got to be like you can say like uh, like, hey, you know, you're right. Yes, there's shape changing magic here. So it's kind of bullshit that an <laughs> eyewitness account means anything. But be gentle because she just saw all of her friends and family killed. Right. You know, like you can like it's... It's, you have to be a kind of a real like kind of light touch. Yeah. It's uh, um, yeah. it's it's real. Um, it, It's real kind of a, a halfway point between high fantasy and deus ex almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really great. Yeah. Um, other things kind of happen here. Um, like I said, you, you do that thing where you, uh, you go back and you treat the, the dead. Um, there is a braggart who's in the inn who says he saw it mm-hmm. and you can go around town uh, and people are just like, <laughs> this guy's always like blowing smoke up people's ass. Like uh-huh. he doesn't know bullshit. Um, so, you know, find other people who are like, yeah, he can't fight, mm-hmm. you know, like he says he fought them off, but I've never seen him swing a sword. You know, find these kind of witness accounts of people saying that he's no good and poke holes in his story. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can go to Ember itself and uh, find the uh, the journal of the quartermaster, which found that uh, trade for Bluskin had kind of stopped yeah. um, ahead of this. You can also find a corpse that was poisoned and not burned. Like, it was burned afterwards. Like, sand yeah. Sand helps you kind of identify that. And then um, kind of the, the death knell for this comes when you go into a, into a well and do this kind of non-consequential side quest with goblins, glowstone, and a gigantic well, intelligent spider. <laughs> well, and little weird creepy kid. 
Oh, which yeah. we, we forgot to mention during the last time, but when you go to Ember the first time, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, give me a dagger. If you don't give it to me, I'm going to die. Everyone else is going to die. Just trust me. I've got the sight. And it's <laughs> kind of weird. It comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. and I've got the power. And uh, you give him the knife. Uh, the cool thing is uh, later, so you find him down in this well. That's how he escaped. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he gives you the knife back, and it's like enchanted and powerful now, which is kind of cool. Mm. Um, but he will become a witness for you as well if you if you talk to him oh, nice. down here. Yeah. And uh, these goblins are not you fight you kill some of the goblins, but the goblins don't have to be, uh, you know, enemies. No, as long as you um, don't uh, push the issue with uh, the magical stone that is making them powerful. Well, and that's actually like a related thing, too, because it's two different factions playing against each other. Yep. Because um, there's a you can go to the Duskwood and uh, you find a, a, a dryad mm. lady there who had done business with somebody from the Luskins. Yep. Um, and it says, like, I will tell you about it, um, and I can give you some of this this powder I use to change their shape, but you have to get rid of this glowstone that is corrupting the water. Right. So that's the the goblins, you know, <laughs> sole kind of, you know, way of defending themselves. So you kind of have to choose which one you want to go along with. Yeah. Uh, um, if you go with the goblins and the spider, uh, then you can get the spider to fight for you later. And he, yeah, he sh- the spider shows up in your uh, your basement. <laughs> yeah, which... like, and, like, knits you a cloak. <laughs> the, the, the spider knits you a cloak out of its butt thread. <laughs> <laughs> get you a stank like, cloak out of shit thread it's like that episode of Futurama yeah <laughs> they, they weaved a tapestry of a tapestry of my conquest as I was killing them uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's pretty great uh-huh. um, you know even the, the story of these goblins is pretty great that had this kind of like Colorado <laughs> space thing happen yep that you know it's like like it's just it's weird it's, it's like night and day I mean this and Mask of the Betrayer are night and day this is like yeah. night and, and morning you know right uh, night and afternoon <laughs> um uh duskwood is a little bit of a, a little bit of bullshit so i came here i'm a caster you were a caster um and you have sand with you as a required party member uh both of which are um you know both you and sand are rendered useless by the duskwood kind of field like nobody can cast anything like even if you're going and doing this uh werewolf side quest which will um let you solve something in port last later um you're just like oh half of my combat options are not viable anymore yeah yeah it becomes a place where uh using magical items that i pretty much have been kind of putting away yeah my uh, forever becomes useful like oh wands i remember <laughs> wands like i didn't really need these but no, because the, the dice wands. rolls are shit and that that well that werewolf fight is so hard yeah um that's actually like a really that took me several tries i had to really buff for it yeah um and that's two uh it's two little halflings uh that collect bugs and stuff and live in this cave and uh, you ask, you actually can be here for a, a side quest for Port Last. Yeah. Um, looking for a hunter. And uh, eventually, you know, they're like, oh, he might have gone to this cave. I don't recommend you go in there. Please don't. You go in there and you find out that these two halflings are actually werewolves. And like the weird kind of twist, the, the subversion is they're ethical. You know, they just hang out here and they hunt animals. They don't hunt humans. Right. But they're kind of overcome with bloodlust. Right. Uh, when you when they corner you in the cave. So yeah. you end up having this fight with half your party, you know, pretty hamstrung. Yeah. Which, uh, which is very, very tricky. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where like it's a cool situation that I just was not advantage for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh it was it ended up being frustrating for me too. It was a hard fight. Yeah. Um there's only been a couple of like pretty hard fights so far, but this mm-hmm. was uh, a pretty intense one. Yeah. So now, um, given all the advantages that we found, either witnesses or finding out that there was shape change powder in play, we go back uh to Neverwinter and we enter this uh this uh, trial, this battle of wits and law with Torio, the Luskin ambassador.
Um, and this is a kind of long, like, trial scene, like a long non-combat adventure <laughs> scene where it is, uh, they give you, you know, at the beginning, Sand kind of explains, like, hey, you know, this might work. You can actually work the the people, the jury's uh, prejudice against the Luskins yep. uh, to your advantage if you want. This might work against you in, like, a kind of immediate foreshadowing. You know, so don't press that too hard. You can do that. If you do bring it up, she's liable to lose her cool, which can mm-hmm. work in our advantage. Like, I don't know how complicated this actually is. It feels um, complicated, and that's the important thing. Yeah, exactly. It does a really, really good job of expressing complexity, whether it actually, you know, has it or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and as you bring, you know, her calling witnesses against you, cross-examining, like, it's it's a great scene. It's, like, it's it, it wonderful. Is, like, it yeah. is exactly what I want out of this kind of, this kind of dialogue system and, honestly, this kind of setting. Yeah. Yeah, it's really perfect. You know, you can, uh, I think that I did run into some kind of scripting thing because I wasn't able to bring up my illusion powder okay. stuff in the, uh, in the trial. I think maybe, I mean, I was, uh, I had taken diplomacy mm-hmm. uh, as my, my kind of, my tagged skill for this, so, um, you know, I think I was ahead in too many court points or whatever mm-hmm. to where maybe I just didn't need to. Oh, yeah. So the, the yeah. trial ended before before it came up. But um, this is where, you know, the way you treat people, there are like twists to it. Um, <laughs> so you can bring in if you want to. You don't it's not an advantage to bring in every witness you can. So you can right. bring in that lady you did the funeral rites for. That helps you out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can bring in Callum, uh, the dwarf of old Owlwell, and he is so has this mad on against Luskins that like <laughs> yeah, he does. He can, like can he blows the you. lid off of that thing. Like oh, I've got to keep that in control and make it sound like we're not just operating under pure just it's, hatred, like yeah. racism. And yeah. when uh, and the um, what's her name? Uh, not Corvio. Uh, like Ch- Chandra's friend. No, not Chandra's friend. The uh, prost- Torio. Oh, Torio. Uh, there we go. Torio. Yeah. When you bring up Callum, Torio know like sees what is happening and then exposes Sand as a former Luskin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's like a you know a murmur and like Sand's like I'm sorry I didn't tell you and it's really dramatic and good. Yep. Um, you know, just really, really like top of the pop stuff. Yeah. And and, and what, what's great about this, like I love engaging with the system that they present, but like if you are just completely up a creek, you can mm-hmm. have sand just like, hey, man, I'm I'm over my head like you yeah. pick up. I didn't do it, but I love that that's an option that you have. Wait, it's an option not just if you're over your head, but also if you just don't feel like engaging this. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I'm I'm here to, to kill orcs. Yep. On a smythe orkin. That's that's why, <laughs> why I'm here. I don't want to, uh, you know, deal with this dialogue the system the bad side of that is no matter how this ends up like i exonerated myself like i mm-hmm. fully proved you know the fact that luskin was you know very much just kind of being duplicitous was kind of setting me up for a fall um and this still no matter what ends in a trial by combat it's uh it's mildly frustrating from a game perspective i think it's very satisfying on a story perspective yeah yeah um, in, in a way that's like explicitly i like because of game of thrones yeah like I, that's, such a that's game what of i was gonna say too to like, yeah it's yeah. like no, no no matter what we still have these laws that we can fall back on yeah yep and uh so she's gonna bring in uh this champion uh so there's the, the you know this uh there's gonna be this trial by combat combat there's kind of this long, quiet night of the soul scene where you <laughs> pray in this church and your companions visit you. And depending on your influence, they can give you uh, they can do things that will give you advantage. In this. Yeah, they can give you some healing potions. They can, you know, do these things. Uh, some of them will fight for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelgar, this is his big breakthrough where he uh, kind of achieves the right of justice. And he's like, that is so fucking unfair. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I and, just, like it's specifically I see red. Like, like yeah. I saw everything that happened and you're still about to die because of this. Yeah, this is unjust. I understand justice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
so you can, if you want to, he will fight as your champion. Casavera will fight as your champion. Yep. Um, there may be other ones. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, those, the, those are your only two fighters. <laughs> sure. Well, I didn't, I went in as myself. Um, because I was like, I'm going to summon something and then hit him with magic missiles while he's fighting that. I tried it. Uh, um, I, I tried doing that because, again, I can, you know, summon summon elementals and shit. Uh, but uh, if you send uh, Kelgar in, you can summon shit and and throw spells from the uh, fr- from the stands. Oh, really? Yeah. You can cheat. Yep. Yeah. And there's there's no like there's no downside to it. The um the guy you're fighting is a uh, also from the swamp. Hmm. Um, he's somebody who you knew he is the son of uh, one of the ladies there and there's some dialogue that can happen with that later hmm. um, where he was kind of corrupted and recruited um, his twist is a fight uh, so a one on one fight and it doesn't end up articulating like a Final Fantasy one fight where just two people stand and hit each other with swords like right. he has uh, barbarian rages he can toggle on and off it's a yeah, little so bit he, like uh, he won't die like immediately if you get him down to a very very low health well he, yeah. he can't take he can't die while he's on the in the rage right so uh, he toggles that on. It's a lot like the um, the Russian mobster in Alpha Protocol. Yep. Uh, who does the coke? And uh, <laughs> the way this ended up working for me is that uh, very early on, because of that blessed of Joaquin thing, um, I bought a crossbow that gives you permanent haste, mm. uh, which is exactly as powerful as it sounds. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, as, as powerful as anything can be as a mid level wizard. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I mean, I never have to. It never turns off. Yep. Like if if I have this crossbow, which I never shot, like I stopped using a crossbow really early on. Yeah. Um, I just had haste, so uh, I summoned my celestial bear to uh, <laughs> to fight him, and then I just ran away from the guy. I can run away from him forever, and the bear just like nipped at his heels. Hmm. You know, and then once he turned around to fight the bear, I would hit him with a maximized missile storm. Yeah. Um, and then kind of repeat. Yeah. Uh, until he died. I don't know. It, it would not have gone as well if I didn't have haste. Right. But uh, I just um, made it work. I didn't have that, but obviously I used Kelgar as my muscle and then I cheated on the side. But that's in my character. I'm a scamp, Gary. There's a uh, there's a weird little uh, hack for, for people who are playing this. That's kind of a good thing. Uh, so getting around town can be kind of a pain because there's so much distance between things. Yep. Uh, there's a first level spell called Expedious Retreat, which just increases movement speed. Oh, and yeah. it's really cheap to cast and it's like really good for getting around town. It's your spirit of wolf. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so you win this uh, trial by combat. Torio's furious, uh, you know, but you you still have to go on. Like we've done this kind of climactic thing, but there's still these problems. Right. Um, so uh, we learned at this point, somebody rushes in. Um, the pacing actually is like really quick kind of here for, as we go. Yeah. Um, rushes in and is like, hey, you know, um, there's still those murders in Black Lake. Like somebody else has come up murder or something. Something escalates that. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're 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 just, you know, people who have these shards are being killed. Uh, mm-hmm. mysteriously at first but then ultimately the pattern kind of shows up so you know the person we've come here initially to you know uh the, the duncan and san have told us to go find aldenon um we need to go find him and there's like this uh standoff outside of their place where one of your buddies is uh is being held he's taken nine magic missiles to the gut yeah um, which I, I i i love i love whenever like the effects of you know mechanical combat become real like oh that would really suck it's like being punched yeah. being punched by jesus in the gut seven times yeah yeah, yeah. Um, if you have like good spellcraft here you can be you can say like well the, you know it's probably going to run out of charges at this point because of the math right you know i'm safe to go in there like there's there's kind of cool little bits that advantage your character if you know about that stuff yeah i'm here <laughs> <laughs> but you talk to these, you know, kind of like real, uh, I don't know, chief, uh, those guys. <laughs> kind of thief guys uh, to get in because you offer them, you offer them amnesty. At least I did as uh, as somebody who was in with the thieves guild. Like, come on, man, like, just just stop busting my balls here and yeah. let me in. 
Um, and then you, you know, work your way into the basement uh, of Althanon's keep to beat whatever his name, Owl Eye, McTavish Tooth. Um, yeah. That's the <laughs> Trap Lord. Yeah, yeah. Like Sir Trappington, who, uh, you know, who, who his backstory where he like lives in this nest complete with traps <laughs> and only leaves every once in a while because he's obsessed with traps. <laughs> like, do we need, when he wants to trap something so else? Fucking dumb. Yeah, tra- Trapper John, like guy, he's he is very silly. Uh, <laughs> is he Trapper John? <laughs> yeah, that's Trapper John. Um, so uh, this ends up leading you to um, so that you know, Aldenon's like he's like I'm fine, I'm not going to get kidnapped, uh, but there's only one other noble left that could be taken out, which is uh, Tavaric, who is a legendary horn dog and <laughs> thirsty old man. <laughs> And uh, you show up and he's like, you know, they're like, yeah, we tried to protect him. He said, just send us a lady, you know, send a lady next time. Um, you go in there and he's talking to like a concubine uh, there and you're like very suspicious. And you're like, this concubine is going to be like a Luskin spy. Fuck, you know, <laughs> but I can't get him to give her up. Um, you, you know, you head there, you guard him, demons attack. You do this kind of defense section. There are a couple of defense. You make uh, a couple of choices areas. about the way this kind of works out. But ultimately, yeah, he ends up being yeah. disabled um, by the uh, by the demons that come in. It's a it's yeah. a fun fight, especially like you're getting into large enemy fights, like as larger demons yes. come in, um, especially like these choke points. Um, it's a lot of fun um, to mm-hmm. kind of, like manage the chaos of this. And like they're great. So you end up. Uh, you, you can save him. I think you can save him or not. I think that he can die and it's not a failure condition. Yeah. Um, I ended up saving him. And this concubine they sent is actually one of the Neverwinter Nine. Yeah. That was sent as, a, as like a spy for Lord Nasher to keep track of her. And he yeah. couldn't tell anybody. Like when, when, um, when she got real, he like he sent her to the uh, to, to like the mask of something or other. Yeah, the Moonstone Mask. There we go. Um, and you know, I'm going there. It's another big demon fight, but like, you know, just the pattern is there's this escalation of dark forces that have been sent at you. Yes, 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 yes. Um, somewhere in here is also um, a kind of weighty and interesting side quest with the uh, tombs and the necromancers. Oh, I Did didn't you, do, that. Uh, do that. No, um, it's kind of interesting. So you go uh, down to a graveyard and you talk to um, you overhear this lady talking to these black robed guys and uh, and another lady. And they're going to go into this crypt, this family crypt. And uh, they just seem like horny teens. <laughs> like they're going through explicitly like she's like, you know, there's going to be boys there. Um, and, uh, her little sister finds you and is like, Hey, you know, she's not supposed to go in the crypt. Like I'm very worried about her. Can you go get her? You in the crypt. And it's a story of this girl who, uh, is just like a horny teen and wants to hang out with boys, but was can seduced you, by these. Stop m- saying horny teen. We're going to end up on a list. <laughs> there's a, there's a Roma curse that's on me that I, I cannot, uh, <laughs> stop saying horny teen. Um, so she's, uh, She's just like a regular horny teen and she has been uh, seduced by these like necromancers that like kind of like they're like, hey, we're the hot guys. But really, you know, we were going to raise the dead and bring back the Shadow King, like bring back this uh, this, you know, this, this foreshadowing thing. Like we're going to bring back this. Uh, it's not the Shadow King, whatever the, you know, the actual ultimate Lord of Darkness in this in this game. Yeah, um, we're going to summon him. Um, but it's just kids. So they don't know what they're doing. Mm. Real uh, this is a monstrous kind of thing. Yeah, 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 like yeah, exactly. Like it's it's very similar to that. Um, you get to the end, and they're led by this cleric that is the was the single hardest fight in the game for me. Oh wow! Um, that took me so many tries because he <laughs> has uh, one. You have to do that stupid. You know, you have to engage in combat with him first. Right. Uh, two. Um, he had the ability to uh, stun and blind deafen my characters seemingly at will. 
And one of the problems with this game is you have a spellcraft stat, which what spellcraft does other than some dialogue choices is let you know what spell is being cast. Yes. Um, so you can, uh, you know, defend against it. Um, but you just have this little log of things that happen down in the lower left. That is a real pain to navigate through. And uh, I had been putting points into spellcraft, but I could never find the effect that he was doing. Mm-hmm. That was doing this. So I would send my guys in, you know, and they just got trounced like everyone. And he was surrounded by monks, too. Oh, so shit. it's like yeah. it's like him, it felt like a Final Fantasy tactics fight, mm-hmm. like a really strong disabling caster with like what happens if you fight 10 monks. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'd send them in and they would all get trounced. I'd send them in buffed. Um, they would all get trounced. Um, I couldn't buff against the specific things he was doing because I couldn't find them. The weird way I had to beat it was keep all my guys in one room far away, put them in puppet mode, send in my familiar, which uh, would uh, instigate the dialogue, which would teleport my <laughs> character and Chandra to him, but a little bit further away than they would be. Right. My character could run back to my other player. Chandra would start fighting. Uh, Chandra's done. So Chand- Chandra dies in this point, right. unfortunately. And then my characters would lure them into a hallway with like choke points where the priest wouldn't leave the hallway, but the monks would Gary, so this sounds like, like hell. I, it, it was, <laughs> it's pretty frustrating, uh, to get them. And it took a lot of tries. Like it is a way unbalanced encounter for when you can run into it. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's story related in a weird way. Like these guys who are trying to bring back this kind of what it's like a weird foreshadowing thing. Yeah. Like you can bring this guy's diary to Lord Nasher and he's like, we're going to keep an eye on this. Mm-hmm. And then later it turns out to be very important that there's this, you know, this guardian shadow Lord thing. So yeah. it, was, it felt very weighty. I was surprised it was not mandatory. I thought I had stumbled across it and they were going to later would like force me into it if I didn't stumble into it. Yeah. But I guess it is optional. Yep, it is. Um, I didn't do that at all. And I don't know how uh, like I just never found the entrance to that path. Um, I think it's it's right across from the collector. So this was when I was doing uh, Nisha Nishka's. Oh shit! Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I didn't follow her quest too terribly far. Like I gotcha. did the first one, and that was it. I got the lucky coin. Yeah, that that would be it. Is yeah. the uh, yeah? Because it's it's right across the graveyard is right outside the collector's house. Yeah. So you, I mean, you would like the collector's thing. There's cool puzzles and that cool riddles. Yep. But, um, but it's I mean, I didn't do all all of the side quests either. It's a 55 hour fucking game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um anywho. Um, the, uh, we, we've, uh, Nash, you know, we've done the Tavrex stuff. Um, we've, we've saved him. Um, but the Neverwinter nine agent that worked for him died. Yes. Uh, sadly. And, uh, we get another cutscene here. Yeah. And, you know, we found out that, so the person who has been kind of leading this, you know, undead and demonic charge, um, for these shards, this, uh, this, uh, black Garius, um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, so named because he is part of the fifth tower of the Luskin uh, host tower uh, kind of kind of people um, is looking to resurrect this Lord of Shadows. Right. He has um, started to take over this uh, keep that is on Neverwinter lands and is starting to uh, enact this uh, ritual in order to kind of like bring him through to this plane. Um, And so that is our next um, kind of goal and you know the first climax of this chapter which has two big climaxes uh to go and stop this from happening really three with the trial oh, like, shit. this is yeah. a very action-packed act and so yeah. is the third one too like mm-hmm. all of the all of the cruft is in the first chapter of this really the first act good decision guys um, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like turn off people um 
So you have to make your way there. Um, you eventually, uh, you head there, you get to this farm outskirts, and it's like, well, we have to actually find another way in. I hate that. And, I I was like, oh, there's going to be a tunnel. Like, that was an escape. I was like, ah, oh, shit, we're going to have to go through that. Of course, yep. there's going to be a tunnel, uh, escape <sighs> tunnel that we're going we're gonna to go through. Fucking garbage. Um, you, go through, you go through that, uh, through kind of crossroads keeps, uh, crossroads keep, and uh, eventually... Yeah, Liam Neeson's Crossroads is Keeps. And uh, this is where the uh, Neverwinter mages kind of assault the front of it with you, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the many starred cloaks, uh, these guys' names. <laughs> I love that. And the uh, so you head with them and you have a bunch of them with you. This is another mm-hmm. big uh, this is like the, not a big melee, but a big spellcasting fight. Yeah. yeah. Because when you uh, actually get to the end of this and there is the uh, the kind of big wizard fight at the end, you have like six wizards on your side. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And they're, and they're just uh, throwing AOEs on you um it's great yeah yep yep and uh yeah <laughs> fight so, some wizards yeah so like, you're, you're like you're you're fighting these uh like like these dudes who are sitting around the summoning circle and when you kill all of them the ritual has been has been interrupted but only halfway mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you get this awesome uh the the, the i just i love this cutscene where the like the you know the, the the many starred cloaks are like well we'll burn the corpses i suppose and then they leave them be and they all stand up as what we're gonna eventually learn you know they're they're, they're shadow reavers like yeah. the ritual took just enough for them to still be agents for whatever force they were trying to you know usher across the veil right yeah yep yep and these guys are kind of like ring wraiths or you know uh they, they kind of take the place of liches. Yeah, like you, yeah, you actually do run into liches in this this game, but they don't. Uh, they're not meaningful. Right. They're not that different than fighting a mummy, right. you know, uh, or something like that. So this is uh, this is kind of mechanically the Baldur's Gate lich slot. Yeah. Um. The uh, which is my favorite strip club. <laughs> the, <laughs> the lich slot. Oh no. The, the, no, the Baldur's Gate lich slot specifically. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a long title. Oh, it's so dusty. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just I like a dry slot. Um, <laughs> uh, this is when we first run into uh, Javi, Jave. Yeah, Jave. She's always uh, referred to as the Gith. Yeah, nobody um, says her name. Right, and her name is unpronounceable. Um, you know, so so she is there, kind of acting as this uh, this Aldenon whisperer in the prison. So Aldenon has been taken taken prisoner again. This a lot of moving parts here. Forgive us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he's and when we say he's been taken prisoner, this is because we just talked about the wrap up of Crossroads Keep. He was a prisoner in Crossroads Keep. Right. Right. Um, so we we are, we have freed him at this point in the chronology. Yeah, yeah. But prior to that, he had been uh, counseled by this character who yes. teleports in and out. Yeah. Um, so this is a cleric who has no deity, so she is using psionics, and therefore I feel happy dismissing her, even though she is useful to my party. She uh, <laughs> she is so much better than than uh, the other healer. Like, <laughs> than she's Eleni? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's so good. Like, I, I hate her as a character. <laughs> like, yeah. There's also another very similar character. I can't remember the name of it, but in the end of Neverwinter Nights 1, uh-huh. there's like a, a weird interstellar character who shows up and starts spouting wisdom bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As know you, this. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. The same thing happens in that game. It's like, what is the obsession with that fucking trope? Yeah. Um, her, her vocal styling, man, like, I wish this game wasn't voiced is like really what it is because yeah, yeah. the gains you get from it are, are not worth the, the drawbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, her um, vocal styling <laughs> are so annoying. Like, and she looks so dumb. She's dressed like somebody online described her as a salamander slave Leah. 
And yeah. that's pretty much what she looks like. She's got a salamander body, but she's dressed up like Slave Leah. Why is she dressed so sexy, Cole? It's, it's, it's Slave Leah with liver spots, is what it is. Yeah, like she's like Grandma Leah. It's really, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to be ageist, but, like, she's dressed very, like, people can well, dress however they want. So, you, it's, know, like, it, you, know, you know what it is? Like, the body doesn't matter. Like, let's let's take everything below the neck away. Uh, that sure. fucking veil that she wears yeah. um, as, as, as part of her whole presentation uh, is really, really off-putting to me. And so this is a nice bit of, uh, this is a nice bit of... Uh, uh, kind of serendipity here. Uh, the 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 week that this comes out is the same week that on Monster My Podcast we're talking about the Gith. Oh, hey, great! Both the Gith Yankee and the Gith Sarai. So go listen to that to hear about our problems with the Gith <laughs> themselves. Yeah. And she very much manifests a lot of those. Her appearance is only one small part of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she's a lot of problems with it. Dakon is great. Dakon makes the Gith seem cool. Right. Uh, this does not. Her appearance is a thing. So. It doesn't play into her character. It's not like the gifts or I are known for their legendary revealing clothing. Right. You know, like she is, she is dressed explicitly like it, like in, in a sexy sense. Yeah. And like, you like, know, you know, belly dancing fine, you know, but, uh, but, but, but with this particular kind of thing, it plays into a larger aesthetic that I'm just totally not down with. They're, uh, they're, they're, everything that she's doing is fine in general. It's not bad on its own. It just doesn't match the character and yeah. is weird that it shows up. And like when I was talking about her kind of weird liver spotted like lizard body, it's not like I'm like, man, give me something for daddy. Like if she's going to dress like that, <laughs> let me see some dip slips. That's not my point. My point is then it would make sense even if it was odious. Like it'd be like, okay, she's like a chainmail bikini kind of like. This fits a fantasy trope. Yeah. This just makes it bizarre. Like I uh -huh. have no idea what they're going for for like sexy lizard lady here. Yeah. And so and so they're like they're going for it. It seems like one person's very specific thing. And her vocal tics or the way she's written demands that she takes up a lot of screen time and yeah. takes on this the, the the this this role of very out of proportion profundity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It is uh it is ridiculous yeah but she's a very useful cleric like she, she you know. her wisdom is like 20 it's like base 20 before you put on a ring or anything like right. she's so good her the cleric set of spells is so much better than the druid set mm -hmm. of, of spells like yeah. uh she's she's very very good and we've been talking about this for like a week and a half like if we had it all to do over again we would just roll a cleric as opposed to a wizard so that we totally so we wouldn't have to roll with jave yeah, you, you get you get three. Well, not just that, because you get three good wizard options. I would have been fine being a cleric and choosing, you know, sand or uh, what's her head? Quara. Yeah, yeah. You know, as, as it is now, it's like I don't really want sand or Quara because I can fulfill that role. And yep. also I have to take Jave, um, <laughs> even though like for a while I actually did Jave and because eventually your party size increases to five. Yeah, like and like, doing, like, like Jave and Quara, you could do a lot worse than that. Well, and if you take Jave and uh, uh, the other healer, um, having two healers is really advantageous. Oh, actually. Lenny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's actually so two two uh, two tanks, two healers, and mage like ended up being very good for me mm -hmm. um, near the end. But she's a pretty annoying character. She's also just like a ex machina yeah. character. She's here to explain plot shit to us. Yeah, like she, she is turns. here specifically. Like she is she is watching you because of the shard of the Gith sword that is in your chest. Like she, she like she is. You know, her, her her function and why she is mandatory for this next stretch of the game is, you know, to walk you through this ritual of cleansing that you have to do. 
Yes, which there's cool things in the ritual of cleansing. I was I did roll my eyes at the like go do three things. Yep. You know, part of this, but there's going to be cool parts of this. Yeah. Uh, that we go through with the ritual <laughs> of uh, of cleansing. But there's something way way cooler than any yeah. of that that happens after you get Jave has nothing to do with Jave, has everything yeah. to do with Nasher, like hey Nasher, thanks, gives me a <laughs> fucking castle. This is the first time Nasher's really proved, like, you really are a lord. <laughs> like, I'm down with you, finally. Um, the uh, So Nasher gives you this stronghold. He says, right. like, hey, this is a strategically important place. We don't want this to become a hermit crab nest for, like, other necromancers. Right. This is Crossroad uh, Keep. It's a place we just liberated from uh, Black Arius. Yeah. You, it's destroyed. It's junky. You know, it's in ruins. <laughs> Go fix it up. Here's a, you know, here's 70,000 gold. Um, <laughs> you know, one, one uh, troop one kind of sergeant uh and then one builder right and go fix this uh so we're going to camp out here for a little while and talk about stronghold building and neverwinter nights too oh gosh when i saw this happening i was like oh yes oh please yes i want more of this please um (laughs) i don't know i really really enjoy this it's uh it's surprisingly uh really really good so the way this works uh let's get into it yeah um there's kind of three basic tenants of your your stronghold uh one like repairing it and rebuilding things right uh two um recruitment mm-hmm. uh for it. Re- re- recruitment and, and gray cloak management gray cloaks like being management, the, yeah like the like the militia um folks that you kind yeah. of invite in to kind of be the people to man and defend this place and the surrounding realms like the the sim part of it like the management sim part of it that also mm-hmm. involves like getting new individual like players that will have different kind of abilities mm-hmm. um some of which are just going to be generic uh, kind of sergeants some of which are generic uh, people yep. and then uh special events that pop up right when you go and talk to things no. um time passes at an incredibly accelerated rate yep. when you're that's, hanging out in your keep <laughs> so whenever you cross a threshold so you can yep. advance this like this is still very much within the aurora engine like they have set up this weird system within the uh, the dialogue tree um that goes on like even with the amount of ore that you get like it keeps track of the raw materials that you found for like improving the the armor and weapons of your dudes you know yes yeah Yeah. um so kind of in you know in order with those things uh improving your keep uh tend to be money sinks but they have you know some of which are just kind of uh they have real effects yeah, like so, building uh, the smithy will let you get, like, it doesn't just get you the ability to improve your dudes. Like, you find some pretty good weapon and armor um, mm-hmm. merchants as you go along. And you can recruit them. You can yeah. go to, and up until this point, uh, we've been running into, like, ore deposits. We've been running into people who are, like, you know, when you run into Deacon, he's like, man, I would love a shop. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, you can rebuild a shop and then invite him to come be a merchant. Mm-hmm. And then you have this uh, centralized location, you know, really high-quality merchant that will buy your shit um the uh the smith and the uh, weapon master that you can buy will allow you to increase the weapons and armor for your troops mm-hmm. um which has an effect kind of that sim aspect and all this stuff isn't just for funzos like no. it has an impact in the final act in a way that's real and tangible yeah 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 um and then these special missions that you can send people off to do it's checks against how well you've prepared or how well you have managed to train your folks Right. Yes. Um, and uh, like there are even special events that you can do. Um, like there is a, a, a crowd of um, amateur adventurers who come along that like if you can manage them correctly, they can get you really good information about the King of Shadows. 
Yeah, that, that's a really great. I love those guys because they're they're pretty obnoxious. But the, <laughs> the amateur adventure trope is really fun. Yep. And the way that you um, it's counterintuitive, the kind of right way to do it, which is to trust them a little bit. Yeah. Like uh, your advisor is saying they're saying like these guys cannot do it. You yeah. know, like these guys like, are not ready for prime time. <laughs> if, but the trick is to send them on fact finding missions, uh-huh. you know, and then they, they do it. They they say. They succeed and they give you these little letters that are full of like their adventures that are actually kind of funny. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny because like not everybody, not everybody in that party is incompetent. It's just their leader who yeah. is like a real, aha, I am a great adventurer kind of dude. And everybody's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, we should probably listen to these people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, that like, that, that, that is a great way. Um, I, I don't know to, to kind of like lend flavor to this very systems heavy portion of the game. Yeah. 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 Um, so that, you know, that's, that works really, really well. These little flavor things, some of them, it is glitchy. Yep. <sighs> some things will, will just not work. So like the nearby town was supposed to kind of take up shack up with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it just never triggered. No. Um, for me, uh, this town didn't, most of the actual things I got here were like, Hey, this neighboring village or farm is requesting assistance. Do we send people out to go fix it? Yeah. And, uh, if you do, it'll make things more secure. If you think make things more secure, you get more taxes, Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. So there's a, it's really complicated. Yeah. Um, this is a very complicated, uh, little sim that's introduced like well past the halfway point of this game. Yeah. It's not a mini Um, game. It's like a sub game almost. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and a lot of what you're doing is like getting intrinsic resources for this that like I think you can plunder later on for your own personal goal. But like it so. makes more sense for you to invest into this in order to build this up for the final act. The um, what you can what you do is you after you've kind of built everything up, mm-hmm. um, this will become a self-sustaining machine that more or less will just make money. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, you, you find it too. Eventually you find a dragon's hoard and that kind mm-hmm. of adds to this coffers. But I got to the point where I could like, at the end of this, everything was upgraded. I had nothing else to spend money on. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a send like a bank of like 250,000 gold. I could just draw yeah, from if I yeah. needed to, you know? So, um, in my mind, and yeah, I think that you're the same way. Mm-hmm. My impulse is to make this as good as possible as soon as possible. Yep. Like drop everything and make this as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't. Like you need, it's uh, kind of gated by these um, ore deposits and stuff that yep. we talked about. And uh, if you've been finding these and logging them, the game mercifully doesn't make you go back through them. Yes. Um, you can just tell one of your miners, you get two different miners, one of which uh, will give you gold mm-hmm. uh, for things. The other one will give you materials. Yeah. And uh, you can hire them both and uh, just choose who you want to send off to get the, the deposits. Yeah. So that's really wise because those particular gates um that the, the, the they impose mean that you can interact with this up until pretty much the very end of the game but also yeah. when there's nothing left to do it tells you yes 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 <laughs> yeah like your your guys will stop allowing you to do it um yeah. and it you know it just keeps you it adds a really nice rhythm to this so the first like this game has a very good sense of rhythm uh in the first part of it it is a dungeon sales kind of rhythm like you go and you do a dungeon you sell a bunch of plus one swords Mm -hmm. and then you buy whatever shiny cool thing you have your eye on and the second part it becomes you go and do one of these trials you go to a dungeon you come back you improve your keep and then go back out and it just adds a really nice rhythm to it yeah like this is this is a real point where this game hits a stride yeah uh for me and it's really satisfying to see your little house come together (laughs) like it's it's really impressive the way like i always like um like a base building kind of thing if it's done you know if it's respected at all 
Yep. Like I, I'm kind of a sucker for this thing, this kind of thing. And uh, this is one of the more effective executions of it because it's not segregated. Right. You know, like the actual, the choices you're making are going to make a big difference in the end. Like, and mm-hmm. that is the way when people are like, it's so weird that Neverwinter Nights 2 is an Obsidian game. This is where it's an Obsidian game. Yeah. Is these choices actually do have an impact. It's just all backloaded. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's really, it's, it's very good indeed. Yeah, no, so. it's a uh, it, it is a, a really crazy thing to throw in in literally the second act um, mm-hmm. when most games kind of sag, um, and this this kind of renewed a lot of my interest um, in, yeah. in this game and its systems. Um, yeah, like like most games, you know, it, it's a problem with this, you know, <laughs> with Neverwinter Nights too that they that they save their good stuff for the very end, but like this gives it a real shot in the arm. You know, for somebody mm. like me, you know, with my particular, uh, my, my particular priorities. Yeah. Yep. So very, very excellent. And, uh, so we're not going to talk very much about more uh, that we will talk about how those choices paid off. Yeah. Essentially yeah. it is your, uh, it's an advantage for you to build everything up yeah. um, as much as you can. There actually is a companion you can get, mm-hmm. uh, specifically from the stronghold. Um, when, uh, what just said evil boy was here beforehand. <laughs> he had uh, a, Garius. Uh, yeah. He had, Garius a, he had, had a, a, a blade, blade golem. Yeah, uh, Blade, Blade Golem, the Daywalker Golem. And uh, <laughs> he's broken down in your basement. Um, if you get certain items, you can get Grobnar Gnome Hands to uh, to fix him for you. And that's why I didn't repair this Golem. <laughs> I had a glitch where the book disappeared. Oh. Uh, it's a known glitch. At first, I was like, I probably sold on an accident. Uh, no, there's a book that you have to do that makes it disappear. In the end of the the last chapter, I had a glitch that made like the the actual sword thing disappear. Oh no! I was like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so I ended up consoling it back in, and I, I realized I could have consoled in the book, but I was had my eyes on the prize. Yeah, yeah, uh, me too. You know, yeah. But it, it's good that they add another frontline fighter. You can have this blade golem instead of uh, you know, <laughs> one of the other fighters if you don't instead want something. Instead of Grobnar. Yeah, instead of is, is, wait, like, is that a Groban thing? Is it like is, oh, man, is that I literally? I mean, that's that has to be why they named him that. Oh, I, I don't think so. But I, I you're, you're describing a better world than this one. <laughs> like, I think it's just it's just random. It just sounds like Grobnar. No, like, like, like Grob, Grobnar sounds like a like, Grobnar sounds like like a, like, a, like, a, like an orc fighter or, or yeah. an orc barbarian. Grobnar sounds like one of the oh, best singer songwriters. What's that? Yeah, intergalactic warlord. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why I'm saying Grobnar is because I tend to say, pronounce, you know, uh, uh, G R O B with a long O. <laughs> yeah, well, because, because of my Lord and Savior. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He lifts yeah. us up. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he lifts us all up, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, absolutely. Oh man, um, I have no idea how you got how you guys got him to uh, to endorse you, but it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Um, well, it's all over now. The, uh, <laughs> so we had to go to these trials, but keep in mind, we'll be going back to the stronghold. Uh, right. So the actual state of play involves a lot of stronghold stuff. From yeah. out. But we're going on a bunch of, uh, uh, Jave jobs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, get, getting a sloppy Jave job <laughs> back behind the ruins. <laughs> Uh, out of the uh, the ruins of Arvon, uh, which is yeah. kind of the uh, <laughs> this this excavated um, Ilfarn city, 
uh, where we go. Uh, there's this ritual of purification that we have to do to kind of um, reverse uh, things that were done to the Lord of Shadows to make him vulnerable to us. And we find the first of these statues that we have to kind of pray to at the at the beginning of this. And this is kind of a big open area where the order that you do things in kind of matters. Does it? I think it does. So, like, if you go to Riverguard Keep, there is, um, I think it's like a like a bugbear kind of guy or, you know, one of those orc stand-in folks where, you know, if, if, if you go into it and uh, take that person's head and kill them, uh, both the, uh, the, the, the bugbears who are inhabiting that place will let you go, but the orcs who are way across the map in uh, the ruins of Arvon will just, like, let you go well, they, <laughs> because they you you've go. already taken care of their stuff. They, they'll let you go regardless. Like, if you talk to the orcs, they say um, there's an ogre mage that lives at the basement of Riverguard Keep. Yeah, there we go. And go. if you okay. take him out, then uh, you're fine. Yeah. So you need to go to Riverguard Keep anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also run inside Riverguard Keep. You talk to some bugbearers that say, like, hey, if you kill the lord of this castle, we'll let you go. Yeah. So, so like, really all, a... all roads lead to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not really like if you if you did Riverguard Keep later, the orcs are still not aggressive. They just want to, like... They just want to talk to you. Yeah. You yeah. know, at that point. Okay. So uh, they're, they have their, and some of the orcs are always going to be aggressive because they're berserkers. Yeah. yeah. Um, these orcs are actually kind of weird. There's, um, they have a, a seer there who, if you talk to him and uh, he tells your future, he says you're going to lose a foot, um, which I really uh-huh. wonder if that ends up being a mask of the betrayer thing. I was like, do they plan this out that far in advance? I can't imagine um, that has to feel, that, that has to be, that has to either be a non sequitur or something they cut. Well, also in Riverguard Keep, speaking of non sequitur, uh, did you run into Rib Basher? Yeah, I did. I ended up using him. So <laughs> ended up using him to get past a trap door by bashing it in. <laughs> yeah. And Jave said, uh, yes, it's much like the torments that the Illithids visited upon us. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really good. Like a Rib Smasher. What a good NPC. Yeah. I, I want to smash ribs. Come on. Give me some ribs to smash. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like he's like um uh Aaron Ryan from the Wee Punch Out. Like, <laughs> hey, give me some ribs, ribs. Um so he's just like he's take in it, jail. Take it, take it, take it. He's like a meme character. Like he's in jail for like smashing ribs. Like <laughs> and you find him, he's primed and ready to smash. We're number and one. Yeah. <laughs> he goes into jail for borking. And uh if you let him go though, all he does is run through and smash everything that can be smashed. Yep. And he'll he'll ruin some treasure chests and destroy the items in them. Yep. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 style. Like, what the fuck, Rib Smasher? <laughs> you dick. I mean, uh, there were no but, ribs but in that chest. When when Jeeves says it's like how the Ithalid, like, that, like, it got a genuine, like, belly laugh out of me. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's very good. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, he actually, I guess he shows up in Storm of Zaheer, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, he, there's some lore. I thought he was Rib dead. Smasher. Well, he, I mean, yeah, he, he died for me, too. Yeah. Um, Sadly, the big thing with Riverguard Keep is that uh, the the Ogre Mage has been trying to get into this room that has the, the idol you need to pray at. Yeah. Um, and there is a uh, a magic spell on the door and he's been sending goblins against it Oh yeah. Um, because the magic will disappear hmm. if it takes enough lives. Um, you can actually kind of bargain with him um, and he will keep sending goblins against it and it will actually remove the magic. Um, oh, wow. I ended up killing I, him. I didn't know I could well, bargain against it. Yeah. Like I failed, I failed a check. So yeah. he ended up attacking me, and then I had to keep throwing myself up against the the death door. Uh, <laughs> but there are no enemies around, so you can just revive rest, every time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I just rested, so it ended up being no big deal. But um, that's how uh, that's kind of the secret to Riverguard Keep. 
Yeah. And uh, because I, I did the good thing, the uh, orcs and the, the bugbears didn't fight me, which like yeah. felt to me like a nod to the first part of the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like putting these enemies here, this is the game saying like you're you're above this now. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, you're fighting well, stronger. Like, there's a shitload of bugbears outside of this place when you leave. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like an army of them. Yeah. So I, I was very happy I didn't have to fight them. But again, I like that read on it that like, oh, you're you're just beyond this right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think like all of the, the tropes this game in, engages in, I am confident are intentional. Yeah. You know, and then this this is one as well. Um I hate this. I hate the gem mine. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if you had the same kind of problem with it, but like so I liked the first four fifths of it. The last fifth of it was a fucking intolerable. I guess, I mean, I guess that's where I'm at. Like the last the last little bit of this kind of ruined it for so, me. So let's describe it. Like you like yeah. so cool stuff. You walk in, this is a gem mine that has been converted into this uh into this library slash uh kind of gravesite for Ilfarn elves and dwarves, um, mm-hmm. with this tree at the center where the where the statue is at. Um, and you have to go and kind of talk to these dead, uh, these dead Ilfarn to kind of enlist them, uh, convince them that they're spirits and convince them to help you, um, so that you can kind of proceed with, you know, with the trial, um, even cooler and learn the backstory of this is a huge info dump. Yeah, for sure. Cause you find out that the King of Shadows, you know, belonged to the Ilfarn empire and empire and was actually the, the guardian, like he, you know, ended up the way he ended up by kind of taking on the civic duty and sacrificing himself to be this thing that would be the protector of the Ilfarn Empire, but eventually he became corrupted because he pledged himself to the weave and then the shadow weave took over. Because he needed power. So right. it's it's a real like very classic uh, you know, the Sentinels are to, you know to destroy to protect humans the best way to you know protect humans is to kill all the humans. Right. Like, you know, the best thing to way to protect these things is to have power. The best source of power is the shadow weave. Why wouldn't why mm-hmm. wouldn't I do that? Yeah. So it's like bad programming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a it's just, the whole thing is like a real like AI gone wrong story. Yeah. Um, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, which is kind of weird. You would never have expected that from the beginning, no. but that's that's the story we're dealing with. It's a very um, effective way to humanize the, the the king of shadows. Yeah. 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 It's you know it's it's ultimately not his fault. Mm-hmm. Um. You go through this thing. You talk to these uh, the three dwarves, the three elves, mm-hmm. uh, these three ghosts. Um. You fight things on the way. You know, it's fighty. It's not. There's not that much to it. Get it's treasury and fighty. It's dungeony. Um, <laughs> the hard part is they all have to be led back to like. And in a better game, this would have just been like you just say, "Hey, meet me back at the thing," and they would yep, do and it. And they would transport because they're fucking ghosts. <laughs> like, they're definitely ghosts. They're also there's no. Uh, the only challenge to this like quote unquote puzzle is learning like how. You know, learning that it is a thing yeah like, le- learning their pathing so the, like the, the the guy at the front says hey there are these ghost lights that pre- that prevent you know the, the spirits from passing them so only a living thing touching them could you know could make them path uh it could, could make mm-hmm. them path past it or pass it um and so i have no idea why this is a thing except to lead you into this very frustrating 20 minutes where you're trying to chase them from waypoint to waypoint but they're walking in circles and so you have to turn on the ghost lights behind them so they can be corralled into the place with the spirit tree it's fucking garbage it's really it's it's like a it's something you would do with um uh boy like a like uh that game where you you fuck around with the pipes 
you know, and you you just be cutting off things like uh, it's like it's like an overhead version of a mist puzzle or something. Yeah, yeah. Where you know, except from played from the, you know, and not from the overhead, and yeah. with unintelligent actors. Right. Like you know, these like, are these these are ancient beings who have been around and know exactly what purpose they need to serve because I told them go meet me at the tree, but they're just walking around and taking a left when I need them to go straight. They agreed to. They said like <laughs> yeah. they said yeah we'll do it. Um, the uh, and it's like. Oh, okay. Uh, what? But now you're like you're essentially behaving like water. You know, like you're 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 just you're flowing like you're a robot now. Yeah. I, I guess. Like when I figured this out and just like the kind of because at first I was like, why aren't you going? All the things are turned off. I didn't realize that they turned back on. For one, I was like, oh, I just had to clear the path, turning off these lights. Yep. Uh, you know, but that doesn't work. Um, because they'll they'll go back. Yeah. They won't. That, that you can turn you them back them. on, not that they turn back on themselves. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You have to chase them forward. It's very tedious and like single hand, like this would have been a big section of goodwill for me, but it ends up being one of the most uneven sections in terms of like exposition, quote unquote, puzzle content and combat where yeah. like all of them are too much. Mm-hmm. Even the exposition, like talking to these six different characters, like the backstory of the, you know, the, the Lord of Shadows is interesting, yep. but it's all at once, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it it's all much. at once from, 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 you know, six kind of barely different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. very frustrating. And the Ilfram uh, Empire is kind of interesting, but not nearly as interesting as the game thinks it is. Right. So um, you do that. That's very frustrating. The Temple of Seasons uh, shows up. Um, you do it right after you do the Temple of Ages, and you can transfer your save. Yep. Um, to, the, to, to fight Ganon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a you fight four different rooms that are elementally themed. Oh man, I only, uh, I only needed to do two. Oh really? It was very strange. That might have been a bug. It felt it felt weird. Like eventually, I got to a point where I just got to the got to the statue, um, mm. and all of the all of the other doors were unlocked. I was expecting to do four of them, but nope. Maybe I didn't have to do all four of them. I did, mm. you know. But but uh, you you know you fight like there's four different rooms that are, correspond to the seasons, and they summon appropriate elementals for you to fight. It's yeah. pretty just combat. Yeah. Um, but it's four big kind of intense combats rather than a thousand little ones which is good yeah i I dig that like the the you know as a combat thing temple of seasons just fine as a story thing the song portal just fine um you know you have to finish all the other ones before you can go through this but this is an ilfarn portal that takes you into west harbor um into those lizard man um ruins that you went into um Mm -hmm. and you find out like oh at the beginning of this we saw garius leading an army well it was led into west harbor um yeah. and you know you're going through this you, you, the, the, this place you defeat a shadow reaver and eventually you know you find out that the last statue that could that you could have gone to has already been used but it's broken and destroyed like yep. it was used and then cut off the head so you couldn't use it yourself right and it's like well shit you know uh Jeeve says like hey whoever did that we need to find them mm-hmm. because they have the last little bit of this key yeah um so you uh you go and find it's like okay, well we need to we need to figure this out. Let's check in with with Aldenon. <laughs> you check in with him. And again, yeah. if he wasn't voice acted, this would have been funny with him going back and forth, not knowing he had asked people to cross reference all these factors mm-hmm. to find um, Amanjiro's Haven. But uh, no, we have to listen to every single thing unless we decide to skip it. But you can't skip everything because if there's a camera move in a in a line of dialogue, you can't skip it. And occasionally yeah. they they're just spread around. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's pretty frustrating, but he knows where, where Amanjaro's Haven is, uh, Haven is. And, uh, you head to this, um, 
boy. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the trial's outside. I forgot about that. Yep. Um, so this is kind of a kind of a dumb waste. Um, this little yeah. bit to Again, get in. I think this list quest. There's a weird. Uh, there's a weird one where like it's like this morality quest where there's a <laughs> shaman who uh, not morality quest two, which didn't come to the US. Right. Um, but there there's a uh, a shaman who says like you know the the guy tells you like. With perfect information, the shaman is going to raise a barbarian horde that's going to kill a thousand people. Right. Uh, do you minority report him? Mm-hmm. You know, is essentially what it is. If you say no, you have to fight a bunch of barbarians. Right. Um, other than that, there's a weird, there's a pathfinding section, which is really bad. Yeah. You're avoiding acid on the floor. Like, yeah. your game is not made for that. No. Nope. Um, it's it's uh, not. And if you die, guess what? You raise back up because there are no enemies nearby. You're not in combat. Yep. So you just have to die and die again until you get to the end and then you find the acid that the that the golem at the at the front door needs well worse than that if you die on one of those spigots as soon as you're raised you get killed no jesus um and if you don't have so the way that i got around that like i was like oh oh like (laughs) i just literally unmake my game um the way i did it was moving my characters to another area and letting them rest oh yeah teleported my character to them <laughs> off of this acid spigot where they were in hell like every time you wake up you're in an acid bath and die again <laughs> no! and it must have happened like a half dozen times while i tried to fix it <laughs> just yeah. like you poor lady um but eventually i i use the engine against itself yeah uh, to well, uh to get past it but i guess the engine being kind of bored worked in my favor because like i would see the damage and it would register but i would still be moving um and so yeah. I'd be, i would be off of it and i would just raise past it yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't move her because I was ch- controlling another character. Because you mm. fight elementals and shit. Yeah. At the same time, but it, the, these three trials, this is definitely a set of three trials I would have cut. Yep. Uh, from this, the previous ones were fine, other than the individual quibbles with them. But like, yeah, yeah. You know, this this rule of threes thing is getting annoying. Um, <laughs> the actual haven, though, I think this is pretty great. Yeah. Also, I, I do you would, like this demon stuff? I, I thought the demon stuff was cool. The demon stuff was great. So you go into this place, and, you know, this is this is Amanjiro, the uh the 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 legendary uh mage warlock. magus kind of folk. Yeah. Um uh warlock and you know the, the, this entire place works on him and is powered by his blood and you've brought Chandra here in order to get kind of you know like subvert the uh um sub- subvert the security. And mm-hmm. part of that security is, you know, these demons that he is locked up in these individual rooms. And as you're going through, it's it's not so much like a gigantic maze full of traps, but it is you playing these demons off of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's very cool. Like they uh, they are trapped. You know, they're all um, vassals, you know, vassals of Amanjiro, mm-hmm. um, but they hate each other and they're just kind of stored here until he needs them and <laughs> needs their powers. Warlocks were introduced in like a 3.5 supplement. Yes. Um, and the way they work is that they they make these dread packs and they get spell abilities. They only get to choose one or two, but they can use them as many times as they want. Right. Uh, kind of mechanically. Um, so, but they're actually characters and in the tabletop game, um, you're encouraged to, uh, you know, make this a big thing, like make this a cost for the character. Like they're going to have to interact with these demons. Like these (laughs) demons are going to hound them. Um, They have sold their soul essentially. And uh, here that, you know, is a cool articulation of this where like these things are by no means under his control. You get to manipulate them and pit them against each other. Um, They have different things they want. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're very petty and they can't attack each other. So you just have to get one or two of them, I think. And to, uh, it's it's th- it's three but there are like four or five of them um, oh yeah you don't there, have to do everything there's one yeah. like zaxus who we fought before um in the previous episode like he shows up again and he's having none of it 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, he will not uh, go along with you. And even if you convince him, he'll send people to you. And as I go, this is going to be a test. I'm going to fight these demons. Mm -hmm. Nope. He still is just like, no, I just said that, did that to fuck you over. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah. But Um, there's like learning true names. There's, you know, they're like, there's one guy who you have to go find like one of his imps who's transfixed by a book. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a succubus who just wants to watch uh, her uh, Arrhenius and uh, some hellhounds fight. So you have to get one of them to send hellhounds. Like, it's real cool to like figure out how to satisfy enough of their needs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty cool, and it's it's fairly combat light, which I which I appreciate. Yeah, um, but here. but it's also like kind of this. Uh, it's a mix of uh, kind of like low questing errand boy kind of stuff, but you're dealing with these really really powerful forces. Yeah, um, in between, yeah. you know, and you're trying to not so much manipulate them, but like get them to turn against their master, who they don't like anyway, because he has trapped them in this place. Yeah, because he's a you know they they. It's a wish kind of thing, like they're you know, like they're gin. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. the, and and like right now, you think that the King of Shadows is at the center of this place because yes. Amanjaro has been dead, you know, long, you know, long dead. Yes, and you think that you know that's going to be so. You think you're going to find the King of Shadows here? Um, that Aaron Boy thing is kind of ameliorated by the fact that they're just like two rooms over. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, so it's like it's it that makes it sound tedious, more tedious than it is. Yeah. Um, I don't think we mentioned this, but when we brought Chandra here, she got teleported randomly. Right. And uh, as you're doing that, there are these cutscenes as she's trying to find you, uh, but you can't find her. Like there's this little like it feels like comedy beats where like, <laughs> you know, you uh, you walk up and they uh, they had just talked to her and they just teleported her away. Yeah. Yeah. Or she is like randomly teleported because she has this blood power that she doesn't know how to control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, you eventually you get to the kind of center of this. They can teleport you there once you get three of the demons on your side. Yeah. And uh, sends you to this tattooed warlock uh, who is Amanjaro. Yeah. Um, um, and so you end up fighting him, you know, like in this in, in this room with these spikes that will attack you. It's a really cool fight because he summons elementals and stuff mm-hmm. like it's uh, it, it is a nice it's a nice climax. Right. Yeah. But when you ultimately defeat him, he's like, oh, you know, die, King of Shadows. I'm not the King of Shadows. Yeah. What are you talking about? I hate the King of Shadows. <laughs> right. You know, um, he is trying to stop the King of Shadows for like, he is an evil dude. Like, uh-huh. He is no good. But the King of Shadows is not good for business for anybody. Right. You know, um, so uh, he kind of cripples everybody with with his spells. Yeah. It's, it's um, <laughs> I wish that the animation was better because this could have been fantastic. Yeah. Like him saying, yeah. you know, how dare you undo my plans? This is centuries in the making, like just sending different, you know, different elements at you and stuff. Um, in her cut with Chandra, like saying, how can I save my friends? I feel them dying. This 100% shouldn't have been done in engine. Right. You know, like this, this should have been, uh, been done through a, like a cutscene or a still shot. Yep. Um, what a what a weird uh, case that I didn't even think about that. There are all these different ways you can examine this game, like you know, and the line from Baldur's Gate to Dragon Age. Another way is like the detriments of technology. Yep. Like this game is such an uncomfortable straddling of like high and low tech. Like this would be so much yeah. better if if it were made in like 1998 with like same story, same kind of general ideas, but yeah. just without. I was I was thinking about that without being in 3D, without all the looseness that that entails, and also without the demand that it be uh, um, real time. Like yeah. if this was done and in without a, being voiced, and yeah, without being, yeah, you know, like, in in game cutscenes, and if if they had stepped this back to like a 2D or two and a half D style, you know, tactics uh, strategy RPG kind of thing, and not had to you know lean on the idea of being something that would have approximated a AAA, you know, mid 2000s game. Um, it re- like it would have accomplished a lot of the same stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, in a big, big bad way. Like it would be a better game. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you get to this point now. He's he's going to wreck your shop, but Chandra decides to sacrifice herself. Yeah, like uh, she yes. she bleeds herself in order to, uh, you know, to uh, release the demons. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so they can turn against him. Like they have they are powering the elemental spells that he's using to tear you apart. Mm-hmm. And they won't do it if she releases them. But she needs to do her blood. And it's like generally like kind of affecting like i think they've done a very good job this year with this and fantasy star four mm-hmm. they've done like we've got a couple really good examples of heroic sacrifices that you feel mechanically yeah you know like i i really liked having this extra fighter in my party yep you know it wasn't just uh you know oh like the game told me to like her and then i did <laughs> it wasn't know? it wasn't just a romance hook in fact yeah. it explicitly wasn't yeah, like she was kind of sick of her shit, you know, in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought it was going to be, did you get the thing where you uh, pay the person to paint the picture of her? No. Um, there's a there's an artist in uh, Black Lake who will paint a picture of her. And I was like, oh, I'm going to pay a bunch of extra money for this picture of her. Like, this is definitely leading to a romance thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I just wanted to see it. Like, I don't generally don't think video game romances are very good, but I wanted to see it for, for the show and it never added up to anything. Right. And then I was like, oh, maybe once she and then once she died here which I didn't know was going to happen. I didn't see this coming. Mm-hmm. I said, like, maybe I can put up the picture somewhere in my keep. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing for me to do with it. It's like, yeah. it just hung out my trophy room. My Again, trophy it's, closet. It, it's just a, it, it's just a cut, cut branch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, I think that's what it is, but she, she sacrifices herself. Yeah. And, uh, well, Jiro, it's, it's, it's not just that she sacrifices herself. Like, you know, so she, she banishes or frees all of these people. And then Jero comes and finds her. Yeah. And Jero's the one who, who delivers the killing blow like you know why would you do this why would you free some of the most powerful demons in this world and he kills her he has no yeah. idea that he has any any blood relatives still around yep and uh you get to tell him yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey buddy mephasm um, tells him you can you can rub it rub in the wounds but yeah like Mephazim, I, I, who is here tells him i said well there are no more jeros for you left to kill so yes <laughs> Um, so pretty, uh, you know, pretty, pretty frustrated, uh, this Jero guy, he's, uh, he's upset, yeah. but he realizes at this point, like, no, you know, you guys are telling the truth. You guys have the other parts of the ritual. Yeah. And, we have to. And we also have the sword. Like we, uh, we have a common enemy, even if we don't share a common cause. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you guys go back to the end, um, and, uh, Jero's here and he's staring at the fireplace and you can kind of talk to him and figure yeah. out. Like what his deal is, even even though he is like, what is he like neutral evil or something like that? Yeah, you know he he regrets killing his granddaughter. Like he has no idea how anybody from his bloodline could have survived. He's been trapped in hell for the past twenty to thirty years. Yeah, you know, ever since that's the, why I thought he was dead. Yeah, yeah, like like ever since the first battle, like his his entire life's quest has been to put himself into a position of power to you know kill this Lord of Shadows or this yep. King of Shadows. And he joins your party, and he's a you know he's a warlock. He's he, he's very good. I didn't have much use for another you know wizard uh, or caster kind of person until he became a free party member later on. But yeah, I, di- I didn't either. I wanted to it made me want to read up on their spells and stuff because their spells yeah. are all different and they sound really cool. Yeah, like demon shit is is my jam. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he was. I, I just didn't. I was already a caster. If I wasn't playing a caster, I would have made space for him. Yeah. Um, so you get here at this point, uh, and you get word that Nasher wants to make you a knight. Yeah. And uh, that is the end of this chapter where you head over to Neverwinter. Uh, <laughs> for this section, uh, which uh, this be- this gets really great, chapter three, it begins a little bit slow with this. Uh, it feels like it's time to impress upon the player the majesty and love of Neverwinter that will yeah. motivate them for the, the final battles to come. 
Um, um, never really believed the majesty of Neverwinter, even though it's mm. been, even though for the past 25 years, it has been a, you know, a, a title worthy city and fixture yeah. and forgotten realms kind of stuff. It's like, oh, it's a big city. <laughs> it it feels like it was, uh, it's try like, it felt like somebody trying to appeal to my patriotism. Yeah. For like, for like a fictional thing in a weird, you know, weird kind of way. Yeah. Um, so you, you, uh, you head there, um, the, the coronation ceremony gets attacked. Right. Um, as you're on your way there and you get locked off from Lord Nasher. So you have to go into these tunnels to reach him. Uh, you do kind of do this escape. Uh, mostly you're hunted by vampires here. <laughs> just yeah. like changes the flavor. I get that they're just supposed to like vampires. I understand that they're undead. Uh-huh. But whenever they take, they take the place of generic undead, I'm always kind of confused by it. Like, <laughs> it's like, aren't you supposed to like, action? aren't you supposed to be like a person who like writes songs and is a poet? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like you definitely have agency here. Why are you the servant of like of anybody yeah. you know and, and it just feels like a new faction yeah, it's like um, you, you're the villain of any other story like i don't exactly. understand why you why why well, you are a, a a grunt here and specifically of this game's like of neverwinter or of uh, baldur's gate 2 where like uh-huh. a vampire lord is a major antagonist and like yeah. vampires are not generic undead in that game uh it's very very weird to uh to have this pop up yeah um but the way this articulates is you go in the tunnels beneath neverwinter mm-hmm it's like, and, the, uh, like the catacombs yeah. yeah um and you answer questions like statues will ask you kind of trivia questions about, um <laughs> this is what they do for instead of like pub quiz this is on the little <laughs> monitor that's on there the bar they go down to the statues and have some beers and God, i love questions. fantasy pub quiz <laughs> so the, um there's a man did you ever play the uh the capcom classics collection for ps2 no there is a uh fantasy themed uh quiz game that was only in arcades that uh, is in that compilation. Oh, wow. That's like, it's not a great quiz game, but man, I wish I could remember the name of it. It's really cool, though, that it exists. Like, those compilations are fucking baller as shit. But, like, was it was it its own game that asked you, like, what is a griffin? Well, it's an eagle and a lion. It, the theming wasn't in the trivia. The theming or the theming was just, like, the characters. Like, you played, it was, like, a bunch Weird. of people in a tavern, but the huh. trivia was actually just real trivia. Huh. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. I don't remember the name of it right yeah, now. But I'm, I'm very curious. What, what, was it its own game or was it something that was, it was made specific for the, for the, for the, for the collection? It was its own game. Huh. Like the collection was just, just compiled arcade Capcom arcade games. And this was a Capcom arcade game. Huh? So isn't that weird? Like, yeah, uh, that's I haven't bizarre. thought about that in a long time until you said uh, fantasy themed pub quiz. And I was like, <laughs> Oh shit, that is a, is a video game. Yeah. Fine. That. I, I'd, I'd be curious to, to see what that, what that looks like. I'm very I'm yeah. I'm curious to revisit it. <laughs> I um, was I was shocked at how many of these that I knew without having without having to guess at them. Me too. Like I was <laughs> like why why did this you know, the Neverwinter Civics class paid off? Like <laughs> like where would you find a map? Well, obviously there are no maps of Neverwinter because it always yeah. changes and also you wouldn't want to get in the hands of the enemy. Yes, that is correct. Oh shit. <laughs> um the way this this articulates if you say yes, they send you through a passage with weak enemies. If right. you say you get the answer wrong, you go through a passage with strong enemies. Right, uh, but you all end up you end up in the same place regardless. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, big tomb with the original King of Neverwinter. Yes, yeah. and uh, the um, original Neverwinter Nine, one of which is missing, mm-hmm. uh, which we know, and you have to take that person's place. Yeah, which is kind of a cool little like puzzle where you have to approach the tomb from that person's place rather yeah. than from any other area. Yeah, otherwise you get attacked by these cool flying blades. Yeah, Morden Kanan's swords, which yeah. uh, you're about to get that spell, and that's great. <laughs> um, so uh, you get up there eventually, you save. Uh, Lord Nasher, um, amazing bad machin- machinima thing here <laughs> where the uh, he's the person who he's the agent he's talking to here. The uh, the dark. What are they called? The not liches, but the, uh, the, the the shadow reavers. Yeah, there's a shadow reaver here. 
Um, what's supposed to happen here is that uh, he's supposed to kind of finish his discussion with Lord Nasher, uh, who's there, or you're supposed to fight him, I think. Mm-hmm. But there's a glitch that happens where once you approach Lord Nasher, it starts the fight, the cutscene that would happen after you defeated this uh, the Shadow Reaver. Mm-hmm. But the Shadow Reaver is still there and is still present in the cutscene. <laughs> so Lord Nasher just turned to me and he's just like, ah, thank you. You will do a credit. And there's just a Shadow Reaver walking back and forth in the background. <laughs> like, See, it's so good. That, that, like, that's that's the converse of what happened for me most of the time. You know, so, mm-hmm. so for you, something that was supposed to disappear didn't. For me, mm-hmm. things that were supposed to be visible just disappeared and reappeared at random. <laughs> mm, I can see how that is worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I didn't, I didn't have that happen at all, but, uh, I, I had the converse. I really liked the, uh, uh, having the, the shadow reaver just like literally be like a court shadow, shadow reaver that just walks. Cause you didn't really talk about it. Shadow reavers look pretty badass. Like yeah, got yeah. skulls for heads. They're, they're, they they're, got... they're real skeleton warriors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they scratch my skull itch <laughs> like very much. So, yeah. um, so uh, at, at this point, uh, you know, shit's officially real. Yeah. Um, he makes you the, the official captain of the, the keep. Yes. Like you yeah. get a promotion, which I don't really understand. Like I thought I already was that, but yeah, like I was okay. already in charge of this place. It was my money that was going into it. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. I put a lot of my own cash into this. Um, but he says like, Hey, from here on out, like we're going to be going to war. Like this is shit serious. They attacked me. Mm-hmm. You don't come to my house and like fucking fuck with yeah. me. You uh, come to my is, house. Exactly. Like Nasher, Nasher gets pissed. Um, he makes you one of the Neverwinter Nine, mm-hmm. um, so you get the the appropriate uh, clothing and stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, you get a cool sword too that is usable by wizards, and that was uh, that was good um, since I had uh, gotten rid of my crossbow at that point. Mm. <laughs> it was it was nice to have that option uh, with its buffs. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a really good sword. Like every item they tried to give me, like it was just like that was a, a weapon yep. like some of them were fantastic like i was finding like staffs of power and stuff and it's like yeah but haste all the time yep like i can't i can't give up haste for anything like, <laughs> it's, it's the best spell i'm casting two spells yeah. around like it's ridiculous yeah um the uh so he gives you that he says like hey you need to find allies and you need to finish uh building up crossroad keep right so building up crossroad keep like you're doing more of those kind of incidental quests and uh, mm-hmm. you are just kind of managing, managing your people. Uh, talking to Torio, um, so eventually you can you can choose to spare Torio, yep. um, and she will help you recruit like different sergeants uh, that you can bring in, or you know people who will help bolster uh, your people. Like she's a very solid bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for, for 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 your folks. Um, yeah. And uh, again, like, again, kind of shades of gray, like you know, enemy of my enemy kind of thing. Like she's not a good person all of a sudden. Right. You know, and right. she actually does kind of betray you and do a shitty thing mm-hmm. that's going to come up eventually here, but she will help you out in the short term because again, King of, you know, Lord of Shadows is bad for business for anybody. Right. Right. So, yeah. Um, here's where you can also, uh, like you have a, you have a church and you can decide to make it to tier or make it for the, uh, for the sun monks. Um, yep. and that is just depending on who you talk to, um, and who can convince you to do what. Um, and also you have a tower that you can make into either, a um, a, a place for the nine to go. If you're a melee fighter, um, you can make it into a wizard tower. Um, there's like an archmage who's like, aha, this would be a fine place for me. Yeah. Um, I forget. It's like, you know, like Grendel star wanderer or something like that. Um, yep. and, uh, and then, uh, otherwise you can make it into like a thief tower, I ended up making a mage you tower. Know, that, that classic uh, archetype. Yeah, the thieves tower. tower. Yeah, the yeah. thieves tower. Um, yeah. I made it a mage tower so I could get more scrolls mm-hmm. and stuff and not have to waste uh, um, spell slots on people. But yeah, the um, yeah, I didn't. Have, I ended up using a mage tower, but he didn't have much 
for sale for me that I that I really wanted. Yeah. Um, I think it's where I got my robe of the good arch mag, mag guy, mm. um, which is which is very powerful. Yeah. Um, the thief thing is actually a trap yeah. in a weird way that we didn't discuss this. Um, when you first uh, get the keep, there's a guy who says like, "Hey, I'm going to set up shop in this tower. Is that cool?" Yeah, I'm uh, guess. So, yeah, Uncas. Uh, no questions asked, right? Like, you're not going to get up in my shit. And you have, like, one opportunity. You can be like, you know, that sounds good, which you would think you'd want to because, like, yes, I'm trying to recruit people for this. Yep. It doesn't signal that it's an opportunity cost at all. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's kind of shitty. Like, I don't know if it's, like, intentionally tricky design or just bad design. Yeah. But uh, if you say yes to that, it means giving up those two other merchants giving up yeah. the magic merchant or the melee merchant what's weird um, is you know i, I side it may be a case where since i sided with the thieves guild he didn't end up taking a place like he ended up being there and helping to protect me from the thieves guild who was coming after me and all my shit and so maybe when, he, go ahead when like the ending or when were the thieves guild coming after you and all your shit uh, third third act like no, okay. like not in the ending but like as i was building stuff up like he was a lieutenant who was helping me like stave off all the folks who were coming in to like sabotage my efforts because gotcha. i wasn't paying them tribute or whatever um so maybe that's what helped me have him and also the mage tower but like it wasn't a zero-sum game for me that's that that's interesting because i didn't the thieves guild never come out come after you like the it's like the city watch is like you was big you know yeah. so if you side with the watch like i think that doesn't happen which is pretty cool yeah the one thing about him though is that and then what i wanted to see and maybe we you can speak to this is that what i've read online is that he allows you to run your keep unscrupulously mm. like he's the guy who gives you the options for like pressing the populace and being dirty and grift and and all like, those things like i did all of that stuff through like th like through my lieutenant like i raised my taxes and i used my uh i i used some of my soldiers to help raise money for me when i was like pushing for some of the like big more expensive buildings I, I think he's got unique because those options came up for me too. Yeah. I think he has unique options for. Yeah, I, 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 if I if I saw them, I didn't use them. Yeah, I'm yeah. I didn't just curious. Like I've only read about it, and like unlike most kind of CRPGs, there aren't reams and reams written on this. Like it's a lot yeah. of like character build mm -hmm. stuff because all that three point five stuff transfers. But it's not like you know, there's a, a three thousand K Dan Simpson back. Yeah, you know, like uh, about this that talks about every little detail. Um, so, you know, and there's kind of the world changes here, right? Like, so yeah. you're, you're not being able to go to as many places. Um, Neverwinter is being evacuated and you can see evidence of it. <laughs> you, uh, can, you can go hire a dancer who is yeah. dancing without any music. The, yeah, the non-music dancer who you can hire for your bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, I posted a tweet. It was a video of her dancing and I had a uh, Brian Eno's air music for airports. One, one in the background. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she she's um she's actually the sister of another character you run into there. <laughs> you fucking um, kidding me? Are you? No, no, no. I I learned that uh today. Um, she's the <laughs> sister of uh like was like close to heaven or whatever her name is, just like heaven. <laughs> yep, um, just just like heaven. Show me, show me. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Show me, show me, show me. You run into her, and she's like this kind of weird. She's a paladin who's um, like obsessed with testing you. Yeah. You have to fight you her to, like three to... times, and she becomes a, a sergeant for you. Yeah, and she's a really good sergeant. Yeah, like uh, you know, yeah. Uh, but she's uh, that's her sister. They're both uh, Azamar. They're both the, uh, the oh. opposite. Oh, so, okay. There we go. I, I did. Yeah. I I can never uh, recognize an Azamar without wings. No, I mean I couldn't tell either. I just know yeah. that from reading today. I didn't know that <laughs> until I was doing research. Yeah. Um. So essentially, you know, the point of this point in the game is to, to find alliances. Yes. Um. 
So, so let's do the dumbest things. one first. Yeah. Grogar is talking about the Wendersnaven. He's been talking about the Wendersnaven a lot. Yeah. Um, there's one, again, like, there's one genuinely funny line, I think, that happens early on where he says, like, he doesn't know how tall they are. He's like, they could be as tall as, like, 10,000 Kelgars. And Kelgar says, like, stop using me as a unit of measurement, which I think is a very funny like, thing to say. Yeah. Um, but again, he just uh, everything is turned up to fucking 12 with Grobnar. So he's like, oh, perhaps I won't. Uh, yes. Like, there's just, nothing that we know about them, but there may be everything we know about them. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would kill him with my bare hands if he was yeah. a real person. And, 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 and he, he finds like the way you get to him, you go to Port Last and there are these two gnomes who are like, yes, no, yes, yes, no. Oh, those things. Yeah, I fucking hate, <laughs> you know, so they tell you they go to this place eventually and you go there and there's a guy's journal. Uh, where he says he met the Wendersnavens. And essentially, it's just this is Grobnar's quest, really. Like, yeah, yeah. you get his, you get a, a instrument for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds an invisible instrument. And he's pretending to blow it. And it's, it's just like, oh my god! <sighs> like you know, it gives him an ability. Like he can do mass confuse, which is really, really useful. It yeah, is not it, useful enough to do this shit. Yeah, it is. It is his his quest. And there are funny things you can say at this. Like the characters start getting sick of Grobnar. Uh-huh. Um, like there's later, like if you do this, there's a later thing where somebody, uh, tells you to do something that's really important to the the plot uh-huh. and you can say like, please tell me it doesn't involve Grobnar. <laughs> yep, like your I character did. can get, yeah, like that's how you do. I'm like, <laughs> like your character gets sick of him at the same rate the player does. But again, uh, the, the game commenting on something that's annoying doesn't make it less annoying. No, no. You, you know, like, like you, you knew this was a problem and you could have like, fixed it. Yeah. Bad on purpose does not equal good. <laughs> You know, and and the uh, so this is this is very obnoxious and yeah. like it just sounds like Wonder's name. It is so like so ran- it's so TV tropesy like cloud cuckoo landery. Yeah, you know. To, and I yeah. I would I would not a, a campaign with an actual person who played this kind of character and pushed this kind of line. Nope, I would yeah. <laughs> that that is a case for dissolving that group and reforming it without that person. Yeah, <laughs> let's all change but, our names. I, I would I would do emotional violence to that person because that is not acceptable. I, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't do emotional violence, but I would stop. I would not show up. There yeah, was, yeah. Like, in my game group, there was like a guy who uh, some friends recruited who played with us just a couple times mm-hmm. and who was real like not like this. He didn't play bards, but he was very like had the same kind of tone to him. Yeah, like, yeah. He kind of played the same way. He was also real meme Like mm-hmm. and they're all memes that were too late. Like he made a couple all your base jokes like in earnest Uh-oh. and stuff. And me and Nick like just like couldn't handle him. Yeah. And at some point we're just kind of like, Ben and Courtney, we can't play with this guy. You have to kick him out. <laughs> and I felt real bad. The, like they had invited him. He was just a guy they met through like Reddit or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I felt pretty bad. Like, cause it's like, he's not a bad dude, but right. I mean, he might be like, well, it's just like, like, a, not, like, like a not good fit. Right. Well, and it was just like, I, and I, I was like, I like the idea of this guy, you know, I want to be inclusive at the same time. Do I want to change this highlight of my week? Uh-huh. Like this week, like my weekly social gathering to something to, to, I dread to something you tolerate. Yeah. Yeah. Tolerate at best. Like I, I, you know, we really got on my nerves and, you know, it ended up all working out fine, at least on, you know, and Ben and Courtney don't seem mad at me, you know, years <laughs> later. I think it was fine for them too, but it was, uh, it was this kind of thing. He was a real yeah. Grobnar. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, so these quests also are pleasantly small too. I found yeah, like the Grodnar yeah. one is not like a, th- you know, the three trials of the Wendersnaven. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, the circle of the mayor, um, is something you can go to, uh, the, you could have done like side quests for, for Eleni, um, yeah, the deal with yeah. Druids, uh, this whole time. Um, they don't add up to very much, but it helps to get her influence up because you can lose her here. Um, if you yeah. don't, uh, if she doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so you go to the cir- the circle of the mirror uh, where she's at, and you find all the corrupted druids who have trapped the original druid inside a tree. Yep. Ah, uh, um, yes. But for any druid of uh, <laughs> of stature, being a tree is not a problem. Well, he's, he's like he's he's so lying though. Is the thing yeah. like he's just trying to make you you know, and uh, you end up fighting them. I was surprised. I was like, oh, I'm gonna fight six casters. It's gonna be really hard. Uh-huh. Uh, they all turn into bears, so it's not hard. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, fighting just, six bears. just fighting bears. <laughs> Yeah, no, no problem. But this is a point where she can, you have to kind of encourage her because yeah, she well, can, uh, she can leave you. The, 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 they confront her because, you know, they, they, they basically try to use her filial, filial relationship with, with the circle and with the mayor, you know, the, the mayor, which has fallen to the shadows, right? And <laughs> with the circle, which is obviously insane, um, uh, against her task of having watched you forever and ever and ever. Um, and also, um you know her kind of attraction to civilization right yeah you stink of the city yes yeah yeah um and this is where you learn that she's been watching you since you were a baby yep which is Uh, real weird eleni yep but i but i want to keep her uh you know i want to keep her uh good so Mm -hmm. i'm like that's great thank you for watching me as a baby i would have died if you weren't here yeah this is great (laughs) this is great eleni um but you know this is this is potentially the first player character like party member you could just lose yep. you know if you treat this person like shit the whole time they're not going to stick with you yeah. and like that is a ludic expression of that you know friendship is important thing mm-hmm. you know it's not just the game telling me that it's i will actually be negatively impacted in a serious way yeah for my actions and that's you know that's top of the pops that's video games at their best you know yeah big thumbs like, up yeah affect me mechanically don't just tell me a story <laughs> um the lizard men have turned on Highcliff, so right. the um the the you know piece that we had brokered had fallen down and it's yeah. because there a new shaman has come who goes and hangs out in the mirror and thinks spirits were telling her that like the you know they had she had to turn against man yeah so if um, you got slum with you you can actually get like a you know a, a word in edgewise yeah yeah or if you had slum with you back in the day we couldn't yeah, keep yeah. slum after but right. you, if you kept him back with you in the day he will get you an audience um and you essentially just have to kind of out logic her and eventually let her <laughs> read your mind yeah. You know, and then uh, or he and then he realizes like, OK, you know, I was wrong. Um, you know, the sh- they were shadows who were talking to. It wasn't spirits. <laughs> Regardless, you end up having to fight, which is another problem. Yes. Uh, another one of those bummers were mandatory combat. But they but they side yeah. with you over that. Yeah. Um, this is this is kind of a cool situation where, like, the right answer is not to use the uh, the ability prompt. Because like it says, like, oh, diplomacy, we can find some common ground. Bluff. Ah, uh, we're going to we're not going to kill you. Intimidate. You better come with us. Or like, hey, is there anything we can do? Let me in. You know, yeah. like, well, let me let you into my mind. Right. Like uh, all of the ability stuff is a trap. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the the thing about the, there being a battle is it's like one big battle rather than a series of battles in a shitty dungeon. Yeah. You know, so pretty, uh, pretty chill pretty good mm-hmm. the um there's also kind of the most uh by far the most substantial of these yes um is the iron fist yeah this quest. is kelgar's clan who we um if we did that side quest we found their clan hold and kind of gave them their home back but there's yes. this new king who's really hostile to kelgar again because of his past abandonment and so to prove that you have the ability to kind of direct them and you know coerce them you have to get this belt that along with the gauntlets that you found will help uh kelgar raise the hammer of the iron fist and kind of direct them and that involves going to these uh volcanic mountains to fight our friends the fire giants and also uh, our first dragon fight in the game 
Yeah, and in kind of an awesome way, the dragon is like, "Hey, kill these fire giants, and I won't kill you." <laughs> and then she, uh, she, she backstabs you. Oh, I, I didn't. I just said no. Like oh, yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't want to give up killing this dragon if there's an opportunity to kill this dragon. <laughs> um, I will say that, like, as far as dragon fights go, I thought this was, this is, I don't know if it's just my build, but it is way too easy. Uh-huh. And that's not a, that's not a weird gamer brag. Like I played Neverwinter Nights two on normal. Like, you know, I'm so, I'm so elite. <laughs> but I found this like. Because they, they're they highlights in Baldur's Gate, like serious highlights. Yep. Um, they're very hard and require, like, they're the hardest encounters you do other than liches. Like, both those things are so tough. Yep. Uh, here, it was really just, like, Kelgar and Cassevere go stand next to him while I just pepper him with missile storms. Yeah. And it just, you know, it just ended, not quickly, but, like, I was never, nobody died. I was not in danger. Yeah. It, it, like, this, it, was, this was too easy. It ends without I complication, thought. primarily, I think, because they mostly do melee attacks. Like the, yeah. the, this is one of those times where the six second round really works for you. Um, and yes. they, they, they can't do a lot of things at once and they don't often proc either their magical abilities or their breath. If they yeah. did that more, like when they did that, that was like a real, Hey, let's rally moment. But, um, mm-hmm. since, since this particular one didn't, it wasn't that much of an issue. And I, and I don't think this dragon has wing buffet, which is like an important dragon ability in these video games because it you know you have your two tanks right there this is how the tanks they push the tanks off yeah so they can move around and and fuck up your your casters or whatever but uh, i was just like yeah i'm gonna fight a dragon fuck it (laughs) and like you fight it and you get so much like you get a tons of treasure in a, yeah. like a meaningful way like you well, there, there's get as much as you can carry and then you say well, we'll send people for the rest yeah well like they're like there are chests around and you can get like tons of magical armor that you can sell um and everything else like we need to send great cloaks in to come get this and mm-hmm. you have you know if you haven't built everything up to this point it's going to be enough for you to completely outfit your keep well and the cool thing about that too is when the great cloaks come um, it's a little mini check of how well you've trained them. Yep. So if you, uh, train them very well, they, they, it's no problems. If you train them kind of like I was probably like 80% or something, mm-hmm. um, because for some, I think it was early on when I chose my recruitment standards Yeah. and um, weirdly you can't change recruitment standards or you can only go down. You can't go oh, back weird. up. So, yeah. um, so, so, so you, so you dip them early. Low. Yeah. 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 I said like, uh, well, I said like anybody who wants to, you know, cause it, again, I just had game of Thrones in mind cause it's epic fantasy. And I was like, <laughs> anybody who wants to take the black can take the black. Right. You know, like, uh, and, uh, that meant my unit strength was always very low. Okay. Like I had a lot of people, but individually, like they're well armored, well armed, um, well trained, but each individual one was not particularly strong because I was taking farm boys and prisoners yeah, and shit. Yeah. Um, and I think that meant that, uh, my guys, like they got on the way back with the dragon horde, they got mugged by mm. bandits and lost some of it. Yeah. So they fought them off. And I think I came back with 170,000. Okay. And um, I think 250 is the most you can get. Yeah. I came back with like 220 something. Like yeah. That. Or 220 might be the most. Like there is, yeah. there's a way that it can, it can work. Um, you can also lose more of it. I think you can come back with like 60 if you have, if you have, <laughs> you it's have like some real shit. dipshits. Coming <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Tweedle dick and Tweedle dork. Fucking <laughs> lost all my treasure on the way home. Um, but it's, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, the fight is at the very least has a sense of scale because the dragon's huge. Yeah, <laughs> so huge um, you can't see the damage you're doing to it. Well, that that's true too. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, though, you just fight some some fire giants. Uh, they have a uh, a drow in their uh, imprisoned, and you can yeah. free her, and she'll become a merchant for you. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I didn't free the Luskin merchants because uh, I I wanted to beat the fire giants, and you have to do it in a particular order. So, mm, yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what uh, what ended up happening to make it an option for me but yeah. ended up doing that um but you just fight you know fire giants and they they're dickheads and betray you 
Yeah. Uh, but you're you're gonna get this belt. <laughs> Everybody betrays you if you agree to help the uh, the, the 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 red dragon. Then you know mm-hmm. she will uh, she will say like, but I kind of want to kill you. So you get to yeah. fight everybody anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you uh, you fight the the fire giants. You come back. You get uh, Kelgar becomes you know he lifts the hammer and can oust the old king. Right. Um, and the hammer has ridiculous stats, and the belt has ridiculous stats. Mm-hmm. Um, with the glove, like he is is pretty monks. Yeah. Um, Even if he's a monk, he uh, he he gets crazy powers. And it can he does it add powers to him because he can't use the. Uh, he might be able to use the belt. I know he can't use the hammer as a monk. He can use the uh, uh, the, the the belt and the, uh, and the and the gauntlets. And, the glove. and he yeah. gets uh, he gets like lightning um, added lightning to his attacks. One uh, cool thing that you can do is if you the the if you play as a dwarf, you can use this stuff too. Oh shit! So uh, certain kinds of dwarves can you like a I think it's like a dwarf defender, the same class mm. he is. Nice. Uh, starting off can do it. So mm. uh, if you want to just give yourself like literal, you know, infinity equipment yeah uh, you can do so nice um and then the final little bit of uh kind of lion stuff is this whole time there's there's a little comedy beat with this like luskin guy who's trying to get your <laughs> attention yeah and uh, nobody will pay attention to him yeah. uh, but eventually you say like yes and uh sydney T- natal who is from uh, luskin i think earlier i said it was torio but it's not um mm-hmm. says like hey i have some information from you or for you you meet her and she's just trying to get your uh your ritual part so they can so the luskins can fight the lord of shadows yeah yeah because again whoever could take this guy out and can assume his power is going to be you know kind of top of the pops for this um you yes. go there and uh she very foolishly has brought her book of the true names of the shadow reavers yes <laughs> um yeah. and like dangles it in front of you saying like ha ha look what i have like i guess i'm gonna take that now um yeah and it's very it's brief silly. it's a very brief fight uh to get this which uh which only amanjaro and um and jave can uh, can interpret and read and they kind of become kind of tandem necessary party members for the rest of the game in order to make these invincible enemies um invincible one of the interesting things just as a footnote from the first episode is uh the thing she the shadow creature or whatever that she summons to fight you is the thing that's been uh hounding you as part of quara's quest oh nice so this this is actually the finale to quara's quest that you don't have to do the first part of it for oh wow huh um yeah um little trivia Hmm. The uh, so you know you you get this and uh, now that you can actually take out shadow reavers uh, mechanically the way that true names thing works just means that like one of your casters has to be out for a while yeah it's it's um, like a little bit of a, an escort quest like they have to stay alive yes and that's the frustrating thing that plays into way back in the beginning of the first episode we did uh, this about managing aggro yeah like it it can be very hard to protect one of these people to where ultimately like you know near the end of the game like amanjaro becomes a free party member for a lot of it mm-hmm. um i would bring jeeve with me and just have them both do it yep. just as a contingency yeah so like because you can't you can't kill them up until that point um it happens a little bit too often and one time you fight three of them at once and it's really a little bit much i think yeah it's untenable also like it just wouldn't fire a lot of the time for me or i wouldn't be able to tell and so i'd be you know doing a bunch of damage to one of them find out that they were nearly dead um and they just weren't dying and like oh like that didn't take before so do it again and then they'll fall the way that i articulate i'm not sure if you're misremembering or if it just articulated differently for me mm-hmm. is that they would heal to full oh. if i didn't say the name so i would hold my cursor over them it would go down to like badly wounded 
Mm-hmm. And then it would just be full automatically. I'm like, okay, the thing didn't fire. Yeah. Because it definitely there isn't a big enough indicator that you've done the thing yet. Right, right. Um, like it just the, the 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 spell effect would get lost. Yeah, I just I would be fighting one of them and then they would just be at um about ready to die forever. Like I would target yeah. them and their life bar would be empty for several rounds. Yeah. Um yeah. And then so I, would, it's, it's, I would do it again. It's yeah. Pretty frustrating. It's not a bad combat consideration once or twice, but it comes up too often. Right. I think. Um, so you have to reforge the the silver sword. To do so, you need to know how it's broken. Mm-hmm. Um, so they find out uh, when we were way back in the gem mines, we learned about this kind of uh, the Ithlin uh, last stand mm-hmm. uh, versus the uh, the Lord of Shadows, and they employed this dragon. They had a dragon mercenary. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this dragon mercenary who has no love for Amonjero, so don't bring no, no. him. <laughs> I, I did not, uh, but he. Uh, yeah, it, of course he does not because they are, uh, you know, he has been, Amanjaro came and lied to him. Yeah, earlier. yeah. Um, <laughs> but you go, uh, he has like, there's a big, this is kind of a cool set piece. There's a huge like crystal heart floating above a lake. Yeah, it's like it's like a mountaintop <laughs> lake, like the, like this yeah. little haven. Um, and it's a gigantic stone heart. Um, and you look at it and you kind of see up above, there are these dragons on the rim looking down on it. This is a, like, the, the, this attracts beings of power. Yeah. Um, to it and you go and talk to um this the, this dragon whose name i didn't write oh no 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 Loloth. there we go yeah, no um, it's like a gigantic name he's like ah yes but if you're a mortal tongue i will just shorten it to this um and he's like oh well i've been in this state of half life and half death um ever since this everybody who promised me hope is dead like what are you gonna do for me yeah yeah and i just i tried to appeal to his vengeance yes you know vengeance side um, which kind of he ultimately does agree to to help, but he's not, uh, you know, he and then he just wants to be mercy killed, you know, right? Like he he reveals the information like, oh, you need to take this back to the place where it was broken because of this weird twinning nature between, you know, the the, the, the light weave and the shadow weave. Um, and then he's like, hey, if you can pay me back, um, please kill me. Go now. I tire of everything. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and he wants you to go kill the uh, the crystal. Here's a frustrating thing: is uh, as you're killing it, two dragons land. Two black dragons. To, two black dragons. You have to fight them, which like that's something else. Anyway, that's a little bit of a problem. But dragons aren't that hard. I could fight them. Uh, there, there, the there's, way a, you, there's a really funny dialogue line, which is for incredibly intelligent beings, you don't talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the way you uh, once you do so, though, the way you kill the crystal, you can't attack it. You have to right-click bash on it. Yeah, there, hold, there, there's right-click a until lot. The bash menu of, there's comes a down. lot of that that happens actually. Yeah, like you mean there's a right-click hold down menu? Like, <laughs> I'm like near the end of this game. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, it's pretty. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and and you, we got a bunch of weird like powers as we did the the spell things that they're like use these from the drop-down menu, and I just like I don't know of a drop-down menu yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't end up using them, mm-hmm. uh, any of them. Yeah. Uh, my sword came with a bunch of powers. I used none of them. <laughs> you know, it just it felt like it was kind of a cool thing that I could have done, but you yeah, know, it wasn't about yeah, to. It's, it's it's not discoverable. And yeah. I, as far as I know, there's no way to like hop bar that stuff. I barely use my hop bar aside from like a couple of wands. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up using it for a couple like like the brazer of summoning fire elementals and shit. Yeah. But mostly, uh, mostly did not. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, gives you the sword mm-hmm. and, uh, and you have the sword now and the sword, uh, can be applied, used by any class. It gives you some cool abilities, um, that we didn't use lots of passive bonuses. Yeah. There's a small jaunt, like back to the, back to the mayor, 
um, and back to back to West Harbor to get this, and you have to like kill another Shadow Reaver, but that's barely yeah. of anything. Shadow uh, Reavers are going to be the kind of standard enemy for next. Like th- those are the bosses for a little while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you get this back, and uh, like you can equip it no matter what, and it has a couple of, uh, of abilities, um, and it's useful. But uh, that's that's just about it, and that sets us up for kind of the end game. This the, the this war you invite the battle on Crossroad Keep. So uh, first starts off, you know, it's like, hey, they're, they're coming. We need to destroy the bridges so they can't make <laughs> it. Um, so this is effectively like a, you know, a dungeon uh, kind of thing. But this is where we run, uh, learn that at the end of this, you know, we fight some, some undead. We learn that Black Garius has come back yeah. um, as one of these Shadow Reavers. And he can, like, juice up the undead yeah. and does his ambush uh, towards you. This was also a very hard fight for me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're coming because... from, like, every direction. Like, being surrounded is not a small deal in this game. Yeah, yeah, and he just he could you know he could he could stun my characters. So a Kelgar would get stunned. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what spell he was casting. It was very similar to my father, that cleric. Yeah. Um, but the extre- you know extremely hard, but very climactic. Um, when you head back, it's like there's no there's no time uh, here. It's like the night before the battle. Yeah. Um, and this is where your forces are tested. Like this is how good were you at managing your keep? Did you mm-hmm. uh, get the battlement set up? Because if you did. Now, when uh, they're going to send siege engines up, which like this actually looks pretty cool. It does. Yeah. Like it's a weird graphical thing that like actually looks pretty <laughs> neat. This like field of battle, and it's like these siege engines. Like we're going to have mages set up in battlements. Are going to send fireballs at these things and help you. You know, yeah. like yeah, and like you can you can choose. Like you basically your party members become lieutenants, and you pick um, different kind of outfits to come with you. Like whether it's great cloak, uh, great cloak archers or fighters, and then also like lizard men and uh, iron fist. Uh, kind of false yeah. like yeah. basically however much <laughs> however much you prepared that is the complement of advantages that you have to kind of keep them at bay in this in this part and the next portion and and this is where you can fuck casimir yeah so th- this is where he uh he takes you up to the battlements and, and says like <laughs> i do not understand my feelings of honor for you um and you can uh <laughs> Can bring him down to to Bone uh, Bone Town, <laughs> but after you you fight these uh, these battlements, you do this final stand in the courtyard because mm-hmm. you think the the sun comes out and you're like the undead can't be around the sun, but they actually can since they're juiced by the Shadow Lord. Right. Um, and this is where Bishop uh, betrays you. Yeah. Like he's like you know I'm listen this is my, do you not understand what alignment is like <laughs> I I have to be on the winning side. You're not going to win this. <laughs> I'm going to go serve the Lord of Shadows or at least yep. get out of here. Yep. So- also fuck you <laughs> like i broke <Yeah>. your door <laughs> yep i spit gum into the works um of your yep. uh, of your gate um and now I'm, i've let all them in and then he hops on his motorcycle and just is out well he in in my version he explicitly calls out that i had sex with casimir oh yeah he's like it's like you didn't think i saw you with the paladin but i did uh, if you're gonna choose that like i have no reason of being around here there's like this jealousy angle and he's not a romance option right you know i think that he either was going to be or it's just always was intended to be like a subtext yeah it's just another way for him to be petty yeah for, yeah. for, for as much as i like the way uh, bishop articulates he's a shit person <laughs> Yeah, he's he's garbage, and again, we know though. Like that's the thing about him <laughs> yeah. being such a muscle. Like he, he like, never he never pretended to be anything else. 
yeah, like he's just like he's he's always been an asshole, and it just totally makes sense. Um, I, I really like it the, the way this works. Yeah. Um, so you do this like very climactic battle in this courtyard. It's like demons and and shadows and stuff, and vampires are streaming in your front door. Uh huh. Uh, it's pretty intense. Yeah. And uh, eventually uh, ends with another uh, one of those guys, I guess. Yeah. It's uh so so it's like Garius comes in. It's like another fight with him, or they they all look the same, so it doesn't matter. But uh, it's a, it's one of these avatars of the of the King of Shadow. This uh the, the this Night Walker who comes in. And oh yeah. You, like explicitly, he only takes damage from your sword, so you have to go in and either fight him or use some of the special abilities uh, to stop him. As um, everybody is kind of fighting on the margins. Yeah. Yeah. And Night Walkers will show up again too. Yeah, um, but this is this is a pretty climactic battle, and it's like okay, we've turned them back for now. Now we have to press the the advantage. So yeah, with that climax kind of down, we have the uh, all the parts that we need in order to uh, transport into the middle of the claimed lands and actually take the battle to the King of Shadows uh, doorstep at this Ilfarn ruin that he is inhabiting. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like kind of not important talk about <laughs> how there's like a, a ring of death around it, and like near the center, it'll be weaker. And like, how will Elnernon teleport us in there? And like, there's a port where you're pursuing that, and he literally says, "Like, try coming back later." <laughs> and it's like, well, okay, you know, yep. it, it gets a little clumsy the way that it just kind of falls into place here. Yeah. Um, but you can you get in, uh, you teleport in, and uh, Nishka immediately gets kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, here, which like at first I was like, "Oh, this is explicit damseling," but then I also like, "Oh, things are different for her because she's a demon." Right. And like that actually plays into uh, if you can actually pass this check that happens with her, mm-hmm. um, it ends up making sense. Yeah, like uh, most her. stuff with Nishka ends up working out really, really well. Even her Megan Mulally voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so this uh, here's a here's a huge problem with this area. Um, this entire game, you could not get interrupted for rusting, mm-hmm. and now you do nine times out of ten. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it so like getting interrupted while resting is not. I don't hate that in general. No, it, no, because like resting is the, way OP in these in, in these yes, computerized versions. Yeah, one hundred percent. But this this sends uh, it's like it set a precedent that mm-hmm. it's betraying now. You know, like it. Oh, this is how I'm used to playing. Um, so I can now I can be very conservative. That's part of the balance. No, yeah, yeah. But I have no way of getting out of here to like be conservative and like make a trip back to town or anything. Yeah. So the the pro tip here is to turn to easy and then rest, and then you won't get interrupted. Yeah, and then just turn a, it back to normal. Just a menu but. tax. Like the you, you warned me about that before I went into it, and so that didn't mm-hmm. end up being a problem aside from having to do that every single time. Yeah. Otherwise, you just get you just wake up surrounded by vampires. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> vampires, vampires, vampires. <laughs> well, like, howdy, folks. We're here yeah. to take your blood. <laughs> um but you you do a lot of just kind of like battles on the way here with these teleport it's like a teleporter dungeon yeah there's like black fog that teleports you about but it's pretty linear (laughs) it's this this ridiculous this ridiculously escalating series of undead like starting with shades and uh and skeletons going up to like liches and then finally you know finishing with uh with more of like the the battle with the three shadow reavers that we talked about yeah which is very hard yeah, um, that's a really, really tricky battle uh, because you have to use that true name thing on everybody. Yeah, but um, but, but you have both uh, Jave and Abanjero with you in this. So yeah. You can like hold them back, but like they're both really useful people to well, have on your side. One of the Shadow Reavers always teleports behind you. Yeah, which is where they're likely to be. There's no real formation to speak of in this game, but mm-hmm. like you know, everyone's likely to be behind you. Yeah, so, uh, th- so. Th- there's no formation, so you have to constantly be managing your formation. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in, in this battle, when it like matters, like, it's not yeah. like when you're moving around, you have to constantly be doing it. Yeah. 
but like uh here it like it actually does matter and it's a it's a real pain yeah. um this is a very it's a very tough fight like it yeah. took me several tries and i mean again like i i didn't it didn't become that frustrating to me mm-hmm. you know like i uh oh I like, like at this point i was powerful enough like i i got to 20 i think in mm-hmm. the uh in, in the courtyard battle yeah yeah me too like i'm i'm the uh well because you know, we have the same amount of uh enemies and stuff like mm-hmm. leveling up you know uh will be the same curve for everyone the um but it, it's something like that's something i like about these games is like failing and then trying new tactics and like using my consumables or, or things like that like mm-hmm. you know i'm not complaining that this took me a few tries yeah um there's a really great thing when you get this little antechamber before the final boss area you have all of your team members and when you click rest they all simultaneously take a knee like they're doing a flash mob <laughs> Um, it's really great (laughs) I didn't think of a flash mob for that (laughs) it's one of those things because like most games um, whenever they have a limited number of or or a lot of games rather when they have a limited number of um, uh, animation assets they will stagger them and start them at different times in order to make it sure in order to make it not look as cheap as it is but no with this like you press the button and everybody's like time out time out (laughs) yeah Yep, yep. It's it's very good. Yeah. It's very funny. Um, and then we end up we're in the climax. Like this is the uh, the final boss battle here, uh, which is incredibly interesting. It's like way more interesting than it would be just like the the origins of this as baby's first kind of D and D adventure mm-hmm. suggests. Um, so when you show up here, um, the uh, Garius is here. Yeah, again. yeah. And he's uh, and, he's like he's like your final dialogue. Um, yes. You know, boss. And uh, and he says like. You know, hey, because, you know, because he's evil and secretly evil people always feel uh, like civilization, like, thing, you know, friendship, civilization, all those things are a lie, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's very similar to that virtue signaling thing where it's like I, or when people accuse people of white knighting, like <laughs> I would never talk to a woman for a reason other than trying to get laid. So nobody must, doing, must <laughs> yep. do that. And you like, must have an ulterior is, motive. Yeah. Yes. Everyone is lying because I would never do that. Right. You know, so um, he's saying like, hey, your friends who are with you, like this is a lie. Like this thing you <laughs> built up, you are alone. You know, you're bullshit. Um, I've already, you know, uh, 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 what I've, is I've tortured Nishka or I've already yeah. turned Bishop. I've tortured Nishka and, you know, started using her demonic blood against her. Even though it runs thin, there must be something very, you know, unique in her past to make her as manipulable as she is. Yeah, it's actually uh, she's Mephasm's uh, daughter. Or her granddaughter. Oh, wow. I didn't realize He's that. Another... I didn't. So, like, I knew Mephasm. There was, I, I read about a quest that you could do to get him on your side, but mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't, I, do I that. didn't either. It, it played into enchanting and stuff. You can, you can do that. He enchants your weapons. Hmm. Um, but I just didn't do very much with crafting and enchanting. Neither did I. Uh, because yeah. it, it's, it's there, but it, it reminds me a little bit of like um, PvP and Dark Souls kind of thing where there's like real serious optimization uh abilities here like the ceiling for optimization for your characters is way higher than it needs to be yeah yeah so like and that that makes sense because it's an engine where like somebody could do like a temp or a you know tomb of horror style thing for you to deal with yeah yeah um you know where you might need that but for the main game you don't Mm -hmm. um so he goes through and he's like you know this is bullshit uh civilization is bullshit i'm gonna go through your companions and Mm -hmm. they're you know they're gonna choose power and goes through (laughs) and tries to tempt your companions and this is where you know, the way that you've been treating people has this impact. Yeah. Um, so, so he opens up with like Bishop, like Bishop comes out on his own and says like, Hey, I need to kill you because you know, you're a loose end in this weird grudge that I have with Duncan who saved me after I burned my village down. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't get Bishop back, but you can convince him to walk. Um, <laughs> like for me, it wasn't an act of convincing. He was just like, all right, I've made my grudge known. You're going to kill him later. Brrr. 
<laughs> yeah, he he wouldn't. I don't know what the what the difference was. He wouldn't do it for me. Yeah. Like I couldn't I couldn't get to that point. Um, because there there is a fail. Like there is a there's a check where you're like, tell me about your past or whatever, uh-huh. and it's an influence check. Influence. The biggest thing with influence ends up happening is like if somebody's not around to to see your decisions, oh, they're yeah. not going to care about them. Yeah. So I failed the influence check on him and Nishka because I didn't use them. Oh shit. Like. Um, which ended up being, it was still, you know, he, so we got two of my guys and uh, Nishka, if you pass an influence check, Nishka will be on your side. Yeah. Like she if will, you, she will like overpower. It's like, no, like she says, it feels like the entire weight of this place is pressing down on me, but like, you're the only person who's ever been nice to me. So I'm going to come with you. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, like, like, like Bishop walked Nish, Nishka came with me. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Quara, uh, he tries to, you know, <laughs> tries to tempt. And uh, Quara turned for me as well. Yeah, so Qu- I, I lost Quara yep, as Qu- well. Qu- Quara turned for me. I, I can only imagine that has to be a very difficult check to pass. Um, well, how was her? Like, did, were you doing things that she liked? Because she's kind of a shithead. Like, I was, like, I was flattering her, and I was. So we were the same alignment, and so you know, I was, I was kind of role playing as this not power hungry, but just kind of capricious mage. Like if they like taco from the adventure zone or something like that, like it just ended up being, you know, she, I felt like I had high enough, high enough influence with her, but she was just really, really overpowered by this promise of, you know, infinite power and no restraint. Yeah. 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 I don't know what the actual influence check is. No. Or I imagine it probably like if you weren't, you know, I imagine anyone who's not using people uh-huh. are not going to get the the things. And I, I you know? used and, her plenty, and I didn't use Bishop at all. And so weird. I don't know why yeah, he I walked why. away. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that, like, the reason why he might stay or might have walked is that your influence would be higher since you were hewing closer to evil. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, like, in general, like, you're doing more morally dubious things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does actually do influences whether the person's in the party or not. Yeah. You know, um, because both Nishka doesn't like it when you're, you know, when you hew too close to good either. Okay. Like, uh, like she will get, uh, you know, if you agree to do things without asking for a reward, things yeah. like that. And I would like always ask for best. a reward. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if I, that would be an interesting thing to know is whether those, uh, those influence things happen behind yeah. the scenes regardless. Um, um Sand is yeah. another person who can be tempted away, um, by mm-hmm. artifacts and stuff, but he was a solid enough bro, even though I didn't really use him either. <laughs> He he spends a lot of time. He likes a lot of the stuff you do in court. Oh like shit! Like when you do yeah. the trial scene, he's there and he has influence that like he can get very impressed with you. During yeah, that. like if you engage with that system, he's probably like way into it. Yeah, um, and he's really smart too because he's like, hey, I've seen Shadow Reavers. That's awful. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't want to become a thing. Like one of those yeah. things. Like I'm way down with Sand. I think uh, yeah. Sand kind of won me over as like, yeah, that, that's an aspirational figure. Yeah. um the the other person who can kind of go away so like kelgar um uh, iolana um like all of them if you have them now they're going to be with you you know like and casavir there's no chance of him being tempted away even though casavir gave me a real burn he's like let's just get this over with i can't stand being around you anymore (laughs) (laughs) um uh but uh uh grobnar um or grobnar if you um so he won't turn but if you have enabled the uh the blade golem uh if your influence is low enough with grobnar um the blade golem we tempted over because his master doesn't like you enough yeah yeah well and um i think that uh, uh bishop has something to do with that too okay i think bishop bishop like puts the idea in the head of of the shadow king of getting the 
the construct. Okay. The construct can turn against you as well. Um, it's pretty, you know, pretty great. Like the, you know, a large number, some people will never turn on you. Right. Um, you can't lose, um, the Eleni, but she, you could have lost her before. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, Kelgar will never turn on you. Uh, Cassavir will never turn on you because no matter how much he hates you, he mm-hmm. hates the Lord of Shadows more, but right. you could be seriously, seriously fucked here. Uh-huh. Um, it is worth noting. I don't know if you got, I know you beat this kind of down to the wire. Did you watch the evil ending of this online? No, I didn't. You told me to as well. Like what's the, what's the evil ending? You, uh, you accept the, the shadow King's proposition and then your entire party turns against you and you have to fight all of your, the end <gasps> boss instead of being any of this stuff is you versus everyone you've run into. Holy shit. Isn't that really? great? That's fantastic. Like, it's and, it, and it's like you don't. It's not like you do that and then you do the Shadow Lord stuff. That's no. what you do instead. <laughs> like it's a non-standard ending for this, where you can say, you know what, fuck it. Everyone's that like Bishop will be on your side at uh-huh. that point, but I think everyone else turns against you. Oh, that's great. And, you can, and it's it's literally like you like and it's that's think about that like uh-huh. you versus the eight other party members. <laughs> this this incredibly well-rounded party that you have been making stronger as you've gone along. When you do that, like you, you do that to the, your party, um, they, uh, after they get killed, after you kill them, the Lord of Shadow raises them as, uh, like shades for you. Like they become kind of undead and they come up and they say like twisted things like about how they're going to take over this world. Like Kelgar runs up and he says like, finally, you know, this, we're going to bring a battle and death to the earth. That's going to actually finally, you know, quench my thirst for battle. Oh, you know like i'm going to battle for you know and and casavir shows it like rises and says something like um you know like i will show ultimate law or something that, like they all turn yeah. into like the dark version of themselves and then it's like credits oh that is like, so after you good do it. it's really good oh wow um, it's definitely worth watching on youtube i'll put it in the show notes yeah yeah um, no they, yeah, they, they just what gary said i was down to the wire i beat the game an hour and a half before we recorded it, and that wasn't enough time to make notes <laughs> yeah, it, this, this is really fucking, it's a really fucking long game. Yeah. Um, another really cool touch here, because again, this game like backloads its quality, is that uh, if you try to game it and take away their equipment, uh-huh. you know, like if you know this is going to happen, the Lord of Shadow knows mm-hmm. and calls the player out for it. He said like, <laughs> oh, that's sneaky. You're trying to unequip your friends and, you know, this speak and he, the way he does it is kind of awesome. He's like. Uh, this speaks to your lack of confidence. You knew on, in your heart they would betray you and you took away their things. <laughs> he revolver wrestle at you. Yeah. 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 And then he gives them equipment. <laughs> um, so pre- pretty great. Um, yeah. I just like, like all of that, the way that final thing like that, that is, you know, so so we're going to get like the big final battle against the force of evil here. But like, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that they pair that with almost this final exam for the way you have you know, decided to treat your friends well or badly. Um, yeah. like that, that earns so much admiration. I think it's, it's such a good, so it's, it's a real obsidian thing. It's not unique to this game, nope. right? So there's yeah, that kind yeah. of thing shows up at the end of torment. Yep. It's and a, it's a coder thing can, too. Yeah. You can say, uh, with no sense of exaggeration, torment is 10 times as good a game as this oh yeah like there's, there's no you know no hyperbole if, if, it's if, 10 times better if we're if we're judging every single narrative based game against torment Ex- exactly like, so like that's what's the, the point like this is the like end the, of watch out for fireballs yeah we, we we've solved it here's video game <laughs> you know like it's resident evil 4 for for everything else and then torment for writing and then that's it yeah. and then we just move on like we we so it's not that. So if it's not the point that this is so unique. Right. It's just that it happens rarely enough in the larger scale of games to where every time it happens, it's worth applauding. Yeah. Like literally every single time something like this happens, I'm going to, I think it's worth appreciating because yeah. it doesn't happen. 
Yep. Uh, you know, it just and, does, it just doesn't happen. And, and to see it happen in this game that like I, you know, for the ten years that it's been out, have dismissed. Even yeah. though like I love D and D, I was fine with never Neverwinter Nights for what it was, which was this bad campaign that shipped with a really good tool for getting original content. Like to see it happen in this thing that like was otherwise completely below my notice. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like people don't give this enough a chance enough of a chance just because of this. Like it's way more time than I would ask anybody to invest to get to it this, is, but like it's worth it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's the. um where I'm at, and we'll, we'll actually talk about the final boss, but this is right. this is the cool thing that it does um, at the end. It is uh, one of the best games, I think, or one of the games that does the coolest things that I can't recommend. Right. You know, because it is so frustrating to get there, and it does put its worst foot forward yep. in a way that all the bad things that can happen from it, you putting your worst foot forward. It puts its worst torso forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it put its you know entire like you know half of its side. You know, yeah. essentially like half of it is kind of bullshit. Yeah, and yeah. that's not even counting the technical things. But, like half of the actual you know narrative of what you're moving through is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, and it's right at the top. And like people, when they bitch about this game, like that's what they're saying. Uh-huh. Like I feel like that's what you're talking about when you're saying this game is bad. I don't think that people, the general consensus of this game being bad would be, be with the full knowledge of the back half. Yeah. You know, it's, um, and when you, when you read reviews, like this game was pretty well reviewed, uh-huh. um, because it is a game from 2006. It's all about glitches. Like uh-huh. everything is about the glitches, but it's a pretty well reviewed game. And I think that the difference being is that, uh, that's when game websites were a thing uh-huh. as opposed to now when they're really rare. And like, it could be someone's job to just play the 60 hour game and then review it. Like that could be their like two weeks of their life. Yeah. As opposed to now we're like for these big open world games, we get very long review and progress things that last weeks. Yeah. Or we get reviews based on the first 15 hours. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I spoke very loosely when I said like, Oh, it's very long, but it's worth it. But it's like, it does something it, very, very unexpected that you just, you would not expect something that was so standard, you know, for the entirety of its run to pay off in this kind of way. Yeah. And it, it it also ends up being a kind of thing that, um, you know, when people do kind of slag on this, that I'm sympathetic to their slagging oh, yeah. uh, in that it's a, you know, this has an, this is intellectually like so impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when the way Torment does it or other games have done similar things, uh, you actually care about the characters. Yeah. And that makes such a big difference. Like I didn't give a shit about Bishop. So his betrayal, all of my appreciation of this is kind of intellectual. Yep. You know, and if you go back and listen to the, these two episodes, you'll hear it in our voice, like us being like, oh, you know, I kind of <laughs> got on board with this guy. Like, I kind of get his whole thing. It wasn't yeah, like, I yeah. love, you know, I love more, you know, mm-hmm. like I love, like Ignis is so fucking cool. Like yeah. there's no, yeah. there's no heart. There's no gut to our appreciation <laughs> of this. And that is uh, a failure of presentation, uh, you know, more than anything. And a little, you know. Uh, a taster slice of blame to to the writing i think yeah but um so it, it's weird because i kind of know there's a fireworks factory where mm-hmm. that stuff might actually come through and like That's it's thing, it's already yeah. building on such a strong on <laughs> on a stronger engine and also on a stronger i think set of rules for me personally yeah you know because yeah, it by by according to everyone, you know, at the time we're recording this, um, you know, neither of us have made appreciable progress in the mask of the betrayer. Um, and that's my understanding is like that actually fulfills that promise. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, this is, you know, ends up being like, this is wrap up thoughts and we still have a boss fight, but <laughs> yeah. the, um, it is, ends up being this kind of thing where, uh, 
the ways it's unique and cool are just stronger and rarer than the actual downfall. Like bad writing <laughs> and kind of like shitty characters are very common in video games. Yeah. Um, uh, games that play with this kind of stuff are very rare. So the right. good things are rarer than the bad things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about this final boss fight because it's very long. Um, there are yeah. like four phases to it, uh, which I'm it, not, I'm not that crazy about, but um, yeah. it's varied enough. Yeah, it's um. This is you know this actually played out in a mechanically dramatic way for me, just because yeah. it was very close. Um, um, you the, know, taking the, out the opening phase is actually the most interesting because like you will send folks in after uh, Black Arius, um, mm-hmm. and uh, like there will be a wall that comes up between them. So all of a sudden, you know, like whoever you chose to send in after Garius, uh, they're going to be fighting him alone along with whoever he summons in, and then everybody else is going to be fighting a Balor. Yes. Well, and you're also fighting your old teammates at this point. Yes. So yeah. anybody who betrayed you. Um, and this was uh, when I saw that happen, I knew when I, they took Quora and I was like, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> she's going to cast Meteor Storm. How do I kill her in one round? You know, essentially, and was able to do it with my super haste and, and uh, the the greater missile storm. Yeah. But I made everyone stay on the side of the fence um, because you could see the little pylons that are going to lead it up. <laughs> yep. But eventually because they're so that's how I got that kind of first first phase down um the one of but you know how the our, our little guys we talked about their ai fucking up yeah. um, eventually they left that that area and got walled off so i had mm-hmm. kelgar and cassevere going and fighting uh, uh what's his name garius mm-hmm. um you know all the other the, the people who turned against me were dead the all my squishy people were on the other side of the fence fighting the balor yeah uh, would not a great place to be um, you know, I kept resurrecting them. It was really hard. This is where Grobnar saved the day for me, uh, because both of my <laughs> the great payoff, the great, the great payoff to, to Grobnar. The, um, so, uh, Zhij is the only person who can resurrect. Right. Um, but Lord Nasher gives you a rod of resurrection mm-hmm. at some point. Um, Zhij kept getting targeted by the Baylor and my attention was split. I couldn't protect course, her well enough. Yeah. She died. Um, my character was going to rod of resurrector, mm-hmm. but, uh, my character got killed at this point, uh, and I was like, "Fuck!" Um, but then I realized in Neverwinter Nights two, you can't always do this, but you can switch items while someone's unconscious. Mm-hmm. So uh, Grobnar took the Rod of Resurrection, but then the Baylor targeted him. <laughs> so I ran outside of the fence and, uh, like, took the crossbow, the haste crossbow, <laughs> from my from my corpse as well, and the thing, and ran the Baylor around the outside so i could come back in the end and resurrect my healer and my main character and then the baylor caught up and started slashing ground in the back at that point he had done what he needed to do but it was like his one heroic moment was stealing it was like it was very tolkienzian like yeah him stealing these two things and then taking this demon on a goose yeah. chase so he could come back and and save while you know uh my two tanks actually dealt with the main threat but were cut off and couldn't come draw aggro from the baylor like it was kind of great. Like it was, it was like a really good like moment. So, so, um, so Grobnar was like the safety you picked up the fumble and made an end run around yeah, the entire. Yeah, yeah, he was he was Rudy. <laughs> like he Rudyed it. <laughs> oh man, that is so good. It was it was really good. It was a great like it was a great moment in the in the game yeah. for me. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and so for anybody who's having trouble picturing how the like like how these things kind of work out for me this this fight moved very very slowly because because your your party is split you're and you're splitting attention like i am riding that space bar 
to pause yeah. things. Like I'm going to be like, I'm going to, you know, wait for all the previous commands to finish pause and then go and issue everything else. So for me, like I didn't have anything nearly, near, you know, nearly that dramatic. Um, I was just kind of <laughs> using everybody for their AI purposes. Most, you know, mostly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like it, it moves very, very slowly. Were you just like making this completely unpaused desperation run? Um, no, I, I wasn't, I wasn't quite going turn-based with it. Um, but once I controlled him, like once he did the, the thieving that he needed to do, I unpaused and just ran him around because I needed to kind of juke, juke the demon. Nice. So. Uh, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was very happy with how that, that played out. So. Uh, graciously. So after you defeat Garius, um, and you come back for the actual King of Shadows boss fight, um, yes, we are just now getting to the King of Shadows boss fight. Um, <laughs> everybody is revived and has their spell. Uh, slots back because this is going to be a very very long fight mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah. the first fight is against this uh kind of cthulhu goat horned man um who is the king yeah. of shadows yeah 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 this is this is the king of shadows and you're fighting um, with like uh, at this point i had seven or eight people on my party yeah th this is another cool thing that it does is give you all of your party members at once yeah like it'd be like fighting at the end of um like Final Fantasy Four if you just everyone who you had with you just like joined you like <laughs> literally joined you come on of, kids yeah like you you could control them as, as opposed to them just kind of like wishing you well yeah yeah you know you know being B and Earthbound yeah yeah, yeah. it's pretty great <laughs> yeah um, fighting him and this point the the first half of this there aren't as many there's not as strong uh kind of gimmick right to it like this is just a fight until eventually he splits uh, into like me. <laughs> Mini Kings of Shadow, Mini Lords yeah. of Shadow. Yeah, it's like little night walkers, but they're all little hymns. Um, and yeah. there's like a ton of them. Like enough they that the game actually coming. like comments on that. Like Kelgar says, it seems like for every one of them that I killed, two more popped up in their place. Like this was a like this is part of the reason why we delayed um, thirty minutes mm -hmm. to record. Like this was a forty minute boss fight for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this this takes a long time, yeah. um, and will wear on your resources. Like getting that kind of refresh at the beginning is very important. Yeah, yeah. Like yes. I was I was out of spells by this point. Yeah. Um, afterwards, after you kill enough little guys, um, the big guy comes up and he has these statues that are powering him um, around. You have to destroy the the statues again. You have to bash them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is fr this is hard too. So the the way this worked is like I knew that my melee fighters would be the best at bashing because mm -hmm. it actually you know it's not just a, a binary action. You do a certain set amount of damage. Um, I sent and just needed it to happen as soon as quick as soon as possible. So I sent, so I sent Kelgar and Casavir to go do it. Yep. Um, to go bash together. Um, so that just left like the that left you all know, your squishy people to like soak yeah, up the acro. <laughs> the soft crew to like just kind of deal with things, and the way that. It was just all like all stone skins, all buffs as yeah, much as yeah. I could do, you know. Yeah. Um, and Us using the, up all your haste on, uh, on 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 Calgar and Casper. Uh, yeah. Casper. Yeah. Yep. Um, took a long time. Like it is a uh, a, a long killing each of these stat statues takes a very long time. Yeah. Until eventually, after the statues are done, you have to have uh, somebody use the sword, mm -hmm. the silver sword on the portal, which also takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but like the, the, that that is easier because it's only one person who's able to to do damage, so you can like run the other folks around that they're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and you just go on. It goes on for a while. It's it's kind of an endurance test, mm -hmm. uh, but it is 
suitably you know climactic. Yeah, and uh, and so, and I, I like it. Yeah, so you so you kill the portal. Um, the the king of shadows is caught on this side, away from the shadow weave, and ultimately you you know destroy him. You put the guardian to rest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so this gets into another uh, widely maligned um, part of the game, which is the ending, which is very sudden. So you beat the final boss, and it gets into this. Uh, uh, it gets into this uh, slideshow ending, which is fine. Like, we love that when it happens in, in, in Fallout. Um, however, mm-hmm. it sounds very obviously like they got some kind of intern to go into a closet to read the lines. It's kind of this Dan Savage-sounding motherfucker who reads, <laughs> who reads the ending things. It's pretty bad. Like yeah. the, the, the voice acting is pretty rough. Yeah. Um, it's also, this is the part where, like, they can do mechanical tricks that will impress me the way that they intersect story and 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 play yeah um this is purely paying off on emotional ties they don't have yeah yeah uh for the most part so yeah um so you know basically what happened is um everybody tried to escape as these ill-farmed ruins uh came down around us but nobody was seen again which we know is false some of them die canonically but uh at least our character gets out i think Mm -hmm. um does he yeah uh, yeah, our, char- well, our character, we don't I think it's like a mystery thing because mm. we pick up uh, with the character in Mask of the Betrayer uh, after being unconscious for a time and things have happened. Ah, okay. So Mask of the Betrayer happened, like picks up more or less right after this. Yes. Um, it's kind of interesting to see your ending things because some of mine are different. Um, okay. It looks like, uh, what is his, uh, where is it? I just saw it in the, oh, um, Bevel, um, you can recruit Bevel. Yes, you um, can. So, we didn't so, talk yeah. about that, yeah. Yeah, my, so my bevel did not uh, desert Neverwinter. My bevel is like Rose in the Ranks. Oh well, of, huh. uh, of Neverwinter. Yeah, like like my guy got disenchanted as he saw like them move on from the crisis, and so hmm. you know what, what went along. Um, because I sided with the Thieves Guild, they took back Neverwinter and like extended their reach from the docks into basically everything else um, with their silent dark law, which I like. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tor- Torio, the, uh, the the person who tried to get us framed for embers burning, uh, she ended up converting. Like she was, she became a, a patriot for Neverwinter. Mm-hmm. No, no. Um, the, the similar to mine. Uh, my uh, all mine were like the just like good, like the, not good and like better, <laughs> but good standard good. You know, like yeah. my my crossroad keep. You know, was a bulwark against threats to Neverwinter. And oh wow, mine fell into disrepair. <laughs> that's that's probably the cro- you know crooked crookedness yeah 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 i i, I used it as a personal piggy bank like it wasn't yeah. that great of a thing yep a little bit, <laughs> but most of mine were, were the same um this the slideshow could have been good uh, it would i wish it would focus more on player choice stuff because that's what's interesting mm-hmm. with this and uh if i gave in a shit about that uh, made the character <laughs> so that was kind yeah. of the thing. And it leaves like this weird, like little open, open end, you know, sequel hook kind of thing. Like whoever holds the blade will have a long journey ahead of them. And it's like, so are we all dead now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's coming. The, uh, you, you, you <laughs> shall learn what happens uh, to the blade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I knew my main character would live, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, that's never winning rights too. Um, so this was initially uh, kind of a stop of convenience on the long, all, along the way to do Mask of the Betrayer, right? Yes. Uh, it was going to be one episode, and we were going to kind of give the context, give the generalities, 
And I think both of us, you, know, you first because you got ahead of it, um, but I, you know, I, I came around to this as well, kind of naturally. Uh, kind of arrived at like, oh, this is this is kind of a misunderstood game, and it's really worth covering what happens here. You know, not just for the context on the way to this thing that is generally considered to be really good, Mask of the Betrayer, but for its own merits, right? Yeah, yeah, and I feel given that this is directly a sequel. Like, covering this this way feels better, uh, not only because we're going to have the story context, but we're also going to have the kind of, con- like, the things that we've complained about. Yep. We're going to have the context for, like, why, yeah. what it could be if it didn't have those things. So, um, yes, it's got its own strengths that exist outside of it. You know, it's in <laughs> contrast to its weaknesses. Yep. You know, of course. But it also... Uh, it's going to be useful to have that. Yeah. And I wanted to play it because I, I have that weird disease where I like playing uh, prequels before sequels. Yep. And if I was going to play it, might as well get some, you know, talk about it. Yeah. And it turned out to be, even if, you know, the end of being worthwhile in the sense that it was good, but also really worthwhile in that, like, there's no exaggeration when I say that, like, this is a really interesting game. Yeah. Um, the way it, way it falls down, the tensions between what it does well and what it does poorly um, and how it works in kind of Bioware like the Bioware camp, even if it is not developed by Bioware, but yeah, yeah. that camp of RPGs, like it occupies a very weird space yeah. of influence. And that's uh, that's worth talking about. This is mm-hmm. a, and you don't see it talked about very often, like this weird middle generation, like, you know, Baldur's Gate got its remaster. Everyone loves Baldur's Gate. Um, everyone's Gaga for Dragon Age games uh, nowadays, but this weird middle chapter of D&D, like third chapter really after Gold Box of like D&D based you know, video yeah. games doesn't get talked about a whole lot because it's very awkward, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's this, you know, the, the, this is when they tried to move to 3d and this is when they made a lot of very strong gambits towards, you know, both fidelity and also mechanical fidelity or audiovisual fidelity and mechanical fidelity. And like, it doesn't always pay off. Like it is at most like a 25% hit rate. But yeah. like when they, when they hit and I, you know, I, I don't know if another studio besides obsidian, would have would have done it exactly this way you know like it, yeah. it, it, it feels like a payoff and so you know it's weird because we, we we've been around for five years like you could probably consider the first wrpg that we did like um vampire the masquerade bloodlines but mm-hmm. like before this we've mostly we've mostly done stuff that was kind of these these weird uh kind of unequivocal successes almost um, Morrowind, yeah. you know, Fallout Three, which was uh, I think Morrowind and Fallout Three are both a little bit in the gray area. This is this is a grayer gray. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, like unequivocal uh, that unequivocal success is is probably stating it way too strong. But like those are at least very well known, and they have their they have their supporters. Nobody is out there holding a parade for Neverwinter Nights. Too. No, no, no. The, the, neither yeah, are cr- we. But not a parade. <laughs> But it's like it. It's always nice when something that is uh, kind of universally shit on, mm-hmm. you know. Which which this is, this is more than just not no one holding a parade. Like this is kind of like the original campaign of this. People don't like right. Um, something that you shit on, you can find the kind of like the good in it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like plant plant you know the fertilizer. Do do the thing. Turn that shit into gold. <laughs> um, the uh, so it just it just occupies a weird space. And but I'm really glad I went through it. Like yeah, it did feel. Oh, it's way uh, too long. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's too long. There are too many of those like do the three things things. Yeah. The basic uh, combat, like one of the th- secrets of actual tabletop D and D versus how it's been adapted in video games, is that you will do, you know, 
four or five times more combat encounters than you'll actually do in a tabletop session. Yeah. Because tabletop session uh, combat tends to move very slowly. So, like, in a session of D&D, like, you will do, like, two or three combats generally. And yeah. they, they spice that up. However, combat is the thing that makes – is the easiest and most traditional to map onto a video game. Yeah, because it's all numbers and chance. Exactly, like because you can do it with a spreadsheet, and the uh, so every D and D video game has more combat than a D and D campaign would have, mm-hmm. um, and this is no no exception. No. Um, one of the things too about this is that like, uh, you and I are both you know with our proclivities like you with your specific like my general like love of D and D adapted to video games and D and D and your three point five like that being your nostalgia zone. Mm-hmm. Um, are the old video games podcast to do this? Yeah. Like this, I, I feel like not to not to turn ourselves into Kalakja, but I think that we are we are literally like the if there's going to be some people who are going to give this a sympathetic read, uh-huh. it's going to be us. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and just happen like that makes it harder to recommend because if you like you don't give a shit about D and D, like you're just gonna like what well, is a terrible story? Like why, <laughs> you know, why am why am I doing this? What I have to go fight bandits now? Who are the bandits? Who do they work for? <laughs> what, what are they? How do they tie into things? They don't. Yeah. It is, you know, I mean, they actually kind of do, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it's barely, they barely do. And, uh, you're not going to dig it, but mm-hmm. like, because of who we are, like this mm-hmm. ends up being something that's like laser targeted for us. Yeah. No. And then there, there's a glove that fits. We're going to wear it. And yeah, it, it, we, we kind of stumbled on this accidentally. And I'm very happy that we did, even though it was a lot of time. It was a lot of commitment. Like the past three weeks have been nothing but this for me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um uh but like we're like we're only halfway done and I I can only see bright like bright pastures ahead. You know, like yeah. like the like the, this is this is all fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm really into it. I, and I'm like an hour and a half into Mask of the Betrayer and it's real good. Yeah. It is uh it's very the there's intentionality behind everything and kind of nuance to things that are not evident on here. Yeah. And part of that is, you know, to be fair is that this intentionally starts out simpler and shittier yeah. than it ends up. That's a bad decision, as we mentioned, but that's intentional. Uh, mask has that out of the way and is starting with full, full bore complexity. Thumbs up. Like this is, you know, for, for as much, for as much exhaustion as I felt over the past week or so, like, I never felt any different when we got to the end of a multi-part episode like this, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, yeah, it's great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Into it. Um, yeah. So, uh, if you have things left to say, there's still time at the time you are, uh, well, there might still be time at the time you're hearing this. I'm not sure exactly when we're going to record mask. Yeah. It's going to come out like, like, like a week before we record that up or no, like a, like yeah. a day, like a day before. Sorry. Yeah. So there might be a little bit of time if you, if you hear this to send in your, your stuff, uh, if it's super great, send it in. Anyway, yep. maybe it'll show up anyway. Um, but we'll put out the call and everything. Yep. Uh, it's definitely not too late if you have things to say about Mega Man 2 or 3. Right. Um, Dishonored 2. Or Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, both of those, or all three of those, are games we're very excited to, uh, to talk about. And in you know certain measures, we've had a lot of people calling for. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, other than that, there's the, uh, the Patreon campaign, which has, uh, been so fantastic over this past year, um, as we're getting up toward the end, of, uh, end of December is time to look back, um, and snapshot. This has been just a, just, just a great time for us. And if you want to help contribute to doing more shows, um, and help, uh, make the existing shows better, go to duckfeed.tv slash Patreon or yep. 
duckfeed.tv slash Patreon or patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Both will work. And uh, consider uh, kicking us a couple of bucks a month. It uh, it does make a huge difference for us. Absolutely. Yeah, we got new stuff on the way, and that's all thanks to that. Um, ratings and reviews are also uh, very appreciated. And uh, you can do that at iTunes. Um, you can also talk about it on message boards, things like that, if people yep. are asking about, like, hey, you know, I love uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. You can be like, listen to these. <laughs> I'll go talk about Neverwinter Nights 2. This is the basis of the DNA of the thing you love. <laughs> Um, the, uh, not specifically actually is right, way better right. than Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but you can, you can, uh, send, send our name, you know, put that name in people's ears. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably about good. I think so. Um, yeah. So, oh, long, yeah. Long sesh. Yeah. We've been going for, uh, for five hours now. Yep. That's, that's, the, that's the new standards. It's <laughs> <laughs> the, the resident evil for, yep. uh, ashes of Ariandel. Uh, Never Winter Nights 2 standard. Squad Just wait goals. for the five-hour episode on Shadow of Destiny. <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. The five-hour episode on Mega Man 2 and 3. I really uh, don't think that's going to happen. Like, who do you think uh, Crashman's parents are? Um, I don't <laughs> Why think is Crashman's either. music so good? Yeah, let's go into it. Note by note. First, <laughs> okay, so we first, we, first we have <laughs> Duh. Okay. Yep. And, and second we have Duh. And then we have <laughs> that goes down cool oh yes it does yeah yeah um yeah. man i don't think that's crash man <laughs> like, we're actually going to become the thing that we hate like, oh no we're disagreeing about music stuff yeah because crash man's like the ding 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 oh yeah it is yeah i i don't know what i i have no idea what i'm talking about you're doing a different uh different mega man song yeah yeah because it's all right great um the Crashman song was, I think, the first video game music I ever learned how to play. No, no, uh, Crashman's like one of my favorites. I actually feel really embarrassed because, like, I would I would sing that <laughs> on the way to school. Yeah, yeah, it's real good. The um, so yeah, the, look forward to that kind of thrilling commentary. Yeah, l- look forward to those <laughs> mouth sounds. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like let's do a side podcast where it's literally just like man is air man like or is that, is that bubble man i don't <laughs> I, I like no like no kidding gary i need to go find out what that is because i'm gonna lose my mind <laughs> it, it's uh it's air man okay uh, thank you yeah. yeah uh anywho um what should they watch out for until next time cool um watch out for those shards they in your chest mm-hmm Umbasa. Umbasa. <laughs>